Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Next Lander podcast 2023. We are wrapping it up. We are going to be in December by the next time this one comes out. Hoorah. Alex Navarro, how are you? Is that what you say when you transition from November to December? Hoorah. I was never informed of that, and I feel like I have missed out on so much. Hey, you know, it's it's a kind of a, maybe it's just a caravel thing we do around here. But uh, Okay. Well, thank you for inviting me into your family tradition. Uh, yeah, look, you were here for Thanksgiving. Now you get to uh-huh. kind of celebrate all of them. And I uh, think I'm related to you now. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the best possible way. It's uh, You're relatable and related. One can only hope. <laughs> you got the good genes. Uh, Brad Shoemaker, hoorah. Here we go. Is that, is that a hoorah? Is I, that an hoorah, hoorah? Have you enlisted? Are you in the service no, now? I, I was kind of doing like a like take hurrah and split it up kind of thing. Like hoorah, like hoorah, but not like an hoorah. What, not, what is the, not an Oscar Mike. It's, well, uh, it's always it was like hoorah is the Marine Corps, hoorah is the Army. Is that right? Is that right? I believe. No, hoorah is Al Pacino. <laughs> I forget. I, didn't, I, I don't know. Oh man! Don't make me look up that old battlefield social network where you who odd posts. Oh my gosh! I don't, now I'm even more lost as to what you're talking about. Do there you, was a. Do you not remember this? No. Oh God! What was that called? The battle log, wasn't it? I don't know. I believe it was battle log. Does battle log still exist? Is that not a? Is that not a like Blizzard thing? I'm, are you asking the people who are listening to this podcast? Because unfortunately, they can't respond. I know, I'm asking you. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I shit I'm, about shit, man. I'm really dating myself here. I believe Battle Log was a Battlefield Four era. Oh my gosh, uh, Battlefield One. It looks like it extended to Battlefield okay. One at least, okay. which is like at least still sort of within the last decade. Anyway, yes. yes, they made they made a battlefield based social network called Battle Log. And instead of liking posts, you who odd them. Sure, I will never do that. Well, I don't I c- think you can anymore. So you're in luck. Um, I wonder where we got we are with Battlefield. Like, wonder, wonder where Battlefield. That last is one is still a going concern, as far as I know. Though I don't know how popular it I, is right now. I see. I see like vaguely positive things about twenty one forty two these days. Okay, I think they probably they probably got it to a decent place, I guess. But I uh, over the Thanksgiving uh, holiday on Wednesdays usually try to get a bunch of people together in a family to play some games. I had to download Siege because that is the five-player thing that we could get, um, uh, everybody would have. I have not played Siege, Rainbow Six Siege, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, in a very long time. Let me tell you, it did not last long in Siege. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, I think we did, like, tried one or two things, and then we were immediately like, let's, you know, it's okay if we just, like, break up into groups and do... Mm-hmm. We can like, game, our like, by ourselves. It's fine. <laughs> I think we wound up jumping into uh, Warzone, not the... D- DMZ has three three player groups, and but Warzone, you could do more. So we wound up mm-hmm. going in there uh, and trying that out, which also was, you know, it's fun, but, it's, you know... Looking for something PVE, not necessarily PvPVE. Uh, this, is, uh-huh. this is the family group, right? This is the family group, yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Playing, I had also, also having a weekly or infrequent game night with some friends who don't get to play games a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like when I tried to bring Marauders in there. Remember that? Uh huh. 
Like it makes you realize some sometimes when people don't have a lot of time to play games. <laughs> You're asking a lot. To, they don't want to spend the small amount of time they do have suffering in a dire way. Yeah, but sometimes like, okay, like my older brother is deep into Call of Duty's DMZ. So he's like, he knows the whole game in and out. But that's like kind of all he plays. Like you could have a friend that's just wholly focused on Marauders, right? And like mm-hmm. they're they're just in the Marauder hole. Or what's the um, what's the other so one? Tell me about your Marauder hole. The what hole? The Marauder hole. Uh-huh. Mm. Deep in the Marauder hole. There you go. Uh, um, what's the one that people love with the with the kind of uh, 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 spooky um bayou hunting monsters hunt showdown yeah hunt showdown like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's you're probably not off from a friend or close friend uh close friend or family being like a hunt showdown person right and being like oh no i i have like 172 hours in that game Mm -hmm. right if there is a hunt showdown person in your family you have to report them (laughs) everybody has a hunt showdown person somewhere (laughs) and you have to report them to the police uh that's one of those games i feel like that probably what studio is that? Like, uh, like Crytek. Uh, is that Crytek? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. They're probably that to me feels like a um, don't starve level of we hit one. Uh, mm-hmm. We're good. Uh, should we try something else or should we just do Hunt Showdown forever? You know, yeah, they're probably going to do Hunt Showdown forever. I don't. I don't know how big it is. I think it's probably doing pretty well. I was also reminded recently that Crytek is working on Crisis Four. Yeah. Yeah, remember yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah, maximum nostalgia finally the fourth a, crisis they announced a crisis four the game that put hexagons on the map it's back uh they they sell their engine to people um i don't know how much the cry engine is licensed these days if at all Can it was at a time but i have no i can't remember the last time i saw something that had the words cry engine in it <laughs> though that could just be me <laughs> you know i don't play a lot of those games to be fair so um yeah i've i haven't played hunt showdown in a bit but i have enjoyed what i've played of hunt showdown that game's it, great it's yeah. it's brutal it's brutal, yeah. but it's great what kind of game is that is that an extraction uh, shooter yeah i'd say that's extraction is that kind of proto extraction i think that kind of blew up before extraction games got big didn't it it's in that i feel like it's in that smaller scale PvPVE extraction style, yeah. you know? Yes, it's it's definitely less PvP. Yeah. I think. But there I mean, look, people are peeing on the peas in Excuse there. Excuse me. Yes, you absolutely will Pardon get Pardon me. Yes. yes. You, when you're going for an E, you will get peed. A, a P a P will be V'd against another P. Yes. At any moment. I have to get on the podcast. I can't do this anymore. You're not um, if you yeah, listen, if you're down with P, then you're down with me. Alex. Okay, you now can. I'm back. <laughs> Okay. As soon as you drop a rentals reference, I'm in. <laughs> I have plenty of friends, and some uh-huh. of them are P's. Some of them, mo- one of them is mo- Matt Sharp. <laughs> not a lot of them are E's. Um, if you're friends with E's, then you're not friends with me. But your um, friend with E, formerly of Microsoft, <laughs> then you are a friend of me. Shout out to E. Uh, but if you're down with E, then I don't really know. Uh, I've I've grown up a lot since then. Uh, my my days of rolling are kind of uh-huh. behind me. So uh, you know. Uh, it's, I don't even know wh- how we got from <laughs> we jumped a lot there we ended up somewhere that I was not expecting that is our way of saying look there are games still coming out but we are, feel like I think we are collectively doing uh, an exhale of trying to get through some of the uh, catalog we have acquired throughout oh, the yeah. year here uh, which is a good thing so we're going to talk some about that 
First, let's talk about a game that actually did just release, uh, or actually will be out soon. I believe it's out now. I've got December 1st in my notes here. That's practically right right now. Yes, that is December. Yes, you're right. Embargo's up, though. Uh, That is... That I can... Thank you for verifying that. I was (laughs) quickly searching through an email to just triple check. Um... That's Steam World build, and I hope the embargo is up so I can because I have made it through. Let's talk about it. Steam, well, let's set it up first here. Okay. Steam World. My mm-hmm. my son asked me. He said, "Dad, what is Steam World build?" And I said, "Okay." He's like, "Is it an RTS game?" I said, "No, not really." And he's like, "Are there other Steam Worlds? Why is it Steam World build?" And I said, "Okay." Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> and that's a big question. I was like, "Steam World is kind of like a franchise, and there are other games. And Steam World Dig and Steam World Dig Two are some of the greatest in that franchise." Uh huh. Steam World Build is a builder game, city management game with a layer of tower defense Mm -hmm. Uh built into it is that fair Mm -hmm. so far i'm with you it's a little like they are billions you guys remember that game i do uh like um zombie survival strategy all kind of in the steam world universe which is the universe i like yeah uh i finished what i guess you can call a campaign of that game uh it kind of starts you off giving you, I think, four or five different maps you can play I think it's on. five. Um, each map doesn't have necessarily a difficulty rating like you might expect, because you can change the difficulty uh, that you want to play on. Mm-hmm. But they do get you a specific, a, a specific award if you complete the campaign on that map, which is a, generally a pretty big booster uh, for the rest of your time. Uh, okay. So like I finished a modifier or something. Yeah. It's a, spe- I forget what they call it. Special building. It's a special building or something. Oh, like okay. That um, like the first one, Brad, this will make sense to you and I'll explain more in a second, but the first one you beat it and the train comes faster on a faster okay. loop. Okay. Uh, and I think has more goodies or something inside of it. One of them gets you free roads and conveyor belts, which is also, which is the next map I would play. So you pick your map in there and you jump in, uh, I have not jumped into the other maps. I finished, I started on the first map. It seemed like kind of the in the tone of Steam World, the map that I would play. Like, you know, this is like, oh, this feels like the canonical map for yeah, Steam it's, World build. It's the desert one. Yeah. It was the one that was in the demo. Mm-hmm. Uh and you go and the story through this is probably my most disappointing part. It's very light. It's um you're out there to with this. Uh, uh, if you played the Steam World games, the, this kind of um, portal esque uh, orb. Uh, the, the what's what's yes? What's there's like a basically. <laughs> I think we I think we streamed the demo and this was in there, so people may have seen this. But like the intro of this with the evil personality sphere hanging out in the back yes. of the wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just well. Okay, they don't say flat out that it's evil, but come on. Mm. What else could it be? Tell me, tell me that thing. <laughs> tell me that thing does not have sinister motives. I will not. And okay. uh, so uh, this thing is guiding you out to the desert. The planet is tearing itself apart. Uh, it is guiding you to uh, find pieces of a spaceship to put back together 
Solar Jetman style. You are going to get the pieces of the spaceship, put them together, and exit this planet post-haste before it explodes. To do that, you need to build and found a city on the surface, and then you need to go underground to start mining and digging up pieces of the ship. I think there are like eight or nine pieces total. There are, at least in what I have played, uh, again, finishing that first campaign, three levels to uh, mine, three different areas to mine. They get increasingly more difficult uh, with enemies attacking uh, at you at kind of regular intervals. So there is a tower defense element in there. And then you're just, um, you know, you're kind of doing the city building spinning plates. As you grow, you need more resources. As you need more resources, you need more resources. Mm-hmm. So you're you're building the thing that needs more things, that needs more things, that needs more things. Right? I'm it's, hearing that you need more. You always need more, and you're balancing that out uh, against available space and efficiency of, of, of planning out your map. And then what you do in the mines is pretty independent, aside from gathering and sharing the resources back and forth. What you're doing in the mines is fairly independent of what you're doing on the top level. So you're building miners, prospectors, and guards Mostly on the in the mining levels, there are repair bots also there, engineers, and you're building like turrets and uh, mining equipment, and that's all getting built on those lower levels. Uh, Got it. And, so, so- uh, does, yeah. it, does it does it ever come a point that like the arrangement of the buildings up top have to reflect something underneath? Like that was my no. concern was that eventually you were going to realize like oh no the way I laid this stuff out was not great because it needs to like you know connect to some elevator that goes down or you, you know what I mean? Like is it there? No, there's one like, mine shaft that just basically gets you to the and it doesn't really even matter here. Just is one mine shaft that is your conduit to the subfloors, but it, it doesn't even really matter. It's um. It's kind of a a aesthetic thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, but your layout up top does matter in terms of city placement. So you, you're building three or four tiers uh, eventually of uh, citizens, your workers, the engineers, the aristocrats, and then the um, scientists. They each have different needs to build a scientist. You have to level up through the tiers. So if you need more scientists, you need to start out a worker, upgrade them to engineer. Upgrade them to aristocrat, or I think it's aristocrat in the game, and then upgrade them to scientists. You can't just build more scientists. You always have to go up those tiers, and each level of worker has different needs, bonuses, buffs, and the whole thing. Um, like the aristocrats need hats. How are you going to get hats? You got to you gotta fabricate hats. So build a hat factory. Make sure that hat factory is del- delivering enough hats. Some things, and this might be confusing for the uh, young players out there, the new ones, <laughs> some things mm-hmm. are buffs that need to be within a vicinity of the citizens, and some things can just be manufactured out in the desert, and they'll be trucked in. So some things need to be like... Um, uh, like a general store needs to service the area where the people are living. So you got to, you got to worry about density and then kind of a Sim city style of like, what's the radius that this serves other things. It doesn't matter. You're going to truck them in. The other thing that trips up a lot of the young players out there is that uh, you got uh warehouses receive goods locally. Mm-hmm. But then distribute goods wherever they are. Does that make sense? Like, if you put a lumber mill next to a warehouse, it needs to be close to that lumber mill. Oh, okay. sorry, the warehouse needs to be close to that lumber mill. But 
the warehouses share all those goods, uh, teleporting them. So where other warehouses will be able to get the lumber from that lumber mill, no matter where it is on the map upstairs. So just be Got aware it. of that when you're, when you're setting up your placement, it took me a little bit to really wrap my head around that of like, Oh, okay. This warehouse doesn't need to be close to the, where the lumber is getting processed because it teleports to wherever another lumber mill is. So, uh, just be aware of that. At least Got my it. understanding. Uh, I will say the the run through took me I don't know under ten hours you know to get through one map. Um, so that, yeah, that's completing one map, right? That's one map. So that was on the average difficulty. You can set them <laughs> the higher difficulty. Gosh, there was something on there. What was it? Oh, higher difficulty said you do not get refunded the cost when you destroy a building, and I said fuck no, mm-hmm. I refuse to play that game. I will not play that game. I had to tear down. There is a move tool that you can move buildings around, but I had to tear down so much stuff because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know, mm-hmm. but it's not a difficult game. Okay, on it on that on the average difficulty, but it is fun. That's um, the most I'm, important part. Yeah, I was I was kind of ah, it helps. Um, <laughs> I was kind of interested to see the structure of this game when I started it. And also it led to me kind of questioning what I have become a little bit because when you start this game and you get a new game, like there's not really an intro or a tutorial as such immediately upon starting a new game. It's just a list of maps. Yeah. Like when you start, it's just the five maps and it was like, I felt I felt very thrown off when I saw this list of maps without anybody saying, Hey, play this one first or Hey, do this. Why don't you watch this movie first? Why don't you do this tutorial? Like you do get a tutorial to be clear when you start one of the maps. I assume, I assume if you pick a different map besides the first one on the list, you would still get a tutorial or maybe not. Maybe actually the tutorial is only attached to that first map. Uh, I think about it, but like, I don't think so because there are options to turn the tutorial off on the other. Oh, per map. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. So like, or, you know, maybe it was the fact that the subsequent maps were not locked out that threw me off. Yes. Like, I I definitely had a moment where I had to step back and I was just like, have I become so coddled that I can't just play a game that just gives me a list of maps and I figure it out now? I was like, which which one do I play first? Like, tell me what to do. Um, I'm with you. I also had that initial like, well, why would I pick another map? Right. Like, what, like, what right. Is- I was like, I was like, should I pick the third map? That one's got a Ferris wheel on it yeah. or whatever. You know, it's like, um, so to be fair, fine. Like, I did fine. not go like, into the other maps. Um, yeah. There's also a toggle to turn the story off on, on subsequent playthroughs to be like, man, you just want to play. Yeah, um, that, that's, that's, that's handy for sure. Um, it was just, it was, uh, you know, like if you, if you think back, like how many, how many like strategy games of the past were exactly this, you know, mm-hmm. just like, here's a bunch of maps, just start a scenario and go. That's the game. Like, I just, I don't know why for some reason, for some reason, <laughs> it was just like, I felt helpless for a moment until I was like, you know what? Just pick a map and go. If you're doing the campaign, usually they would pick your map for you, I would say, because they, they structure right. the campaign to that map. So I, I think, I think, yes, like if you're doing the story, they would funnel you into a map and then you, you'd unlock the rest of the map. That's a fair, that's a fair, like ask of this mm-hmm. kind of thing. I was also, again, I was also put off. I, I initially thought other maps would have different difficulties or some kind of weird twist to them. And they still might. I didn't go into them. Um, but I assume the general structure is the same because I unlocked a bunch of achievements for reaching the end of tech trees. Like, hey, you 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 reached this end of this tech tree or you've unlocked all the levels of a mine or you've built every machine or whatever it is. So I assume that like you're not suddenly in some other game because of another map. Uh, it's cool. It's, I, I, 
hate to say it's it's light, but it is focused. Let's say it yeah. is. Um, it is not a game that is going to. It is not like a satisfactory or factorio game of building a big factory in your layer. I said the word conveyor belts, but they are also optional. Like you really can get by, and you might even want to get by without them in a lot of cases. Uh, and the city building part is also pretty focused. Like you're, it's a it's a in the map I played, it's fairly tight quarters um there's even the zooming out doesn't go that far out it's this isn't um you know a full-on city simulator game it's not what this game is about yeah seems like there's probably enough meat there with five maps though i mean it's only 30 bucks yeah yes and i think that's a great that's a great ask for the for, for what i played of it um but i wish the story were a little more interesting uh because i'm Call me a silly old man, but I really enjoyed the narrative stuff in SteamWorld Dig and Dig 2. I thought that was a fun, like fun storytelling for what they were doing there. And this is very bare bones, just a reason for these people to be digging in the, in the dirt kind of right. thing. Uh, and I don't need a reason no, to dig in the dirt. I'll I can dig, just do that. I'll just dig in that dirt. Uh, and I'll, honestly, I'm not sure it even makes that much sense. That's the story of the end. It's like, okay, look. You want to build a spaceship? Look, I'm here now. All right, you got me in the door. Let's just do this. There, there, there is there is some promise in that intro, though, like the kind of writhe sort of way that that sphere regards the robots. Yeah, and seems to be using them as tools. I mean, that robot is but, basically a sphere with a giant eye, and it rolls its giant eye when it talks. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people trust those robots. But yeah, I played this on Steam. Uh, I think it's coming out to consoles as well. So yes. I played it with a controller. I uh, played just fine with a controller. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just noticed it's on Switch, which seems like it would probably be a pretty good Switch game, assuming it runs well. I'm trying to think, stuff does run concurrently between levels. So you're talking about simulating four things at a time. I don't know. I'm no programmer, so I don't know if that causes some kind of uh, bottleneck somewhere, what you need to do that, run those simulations. Um, this is how I find out you're not a programmer after uh, all this time, after all that building of that database. Uh-huh. Uh, I look, I can pretend to be one, uh, some places, but I, I couldn't tell you if uh, trying to run those simulations would kill your switch. Damn you on this day, Vinny Caravella. <laughs> uh, it's to that point though, the pathfinding and the, the things you need to work, work well. So, your your miners and everything like that seem to be doing the thing you want them to do, which could be a real pain in the butt in this game if it didn't work. Because you, you're getting attacked in different places, sometimes simultaneously, and you don't have any direct control over your troops or anything like that. So you need to, them to go where they are needed most, and they mm-hmm. seem to generally do that um, and use the pro- proper mechanism for doing that. So that's great. Uh, that seems to work really well. Only once in a while I was like, why isn't this person repairing this thing that needs to be repaired? This turret is down. You need to repair this turret. Don't worry about the other stuff. And you can't like prioritize or say like, this is a level one thing, but for the most part it works well and ran well, at least on the PC and, uh, plays fine with the controller. There are probably some things that are much easier with the mouse, but I'll say with the controller played just fine. Steam world build available. I think on everything, basically. Uh, December 1st, uh, $30, $30. $30. Demo was out. Um, 
Did we do any of the demo? Did we stream it? I think it? we, I'm pretty sure we, made, maybe we didn't stream it actually. I can't I remember. I can't remember. I played no, I some of the demo. I, I did too. Uh, maybe we streamed it for one of the Steam Next Fest things. Possible. Is this the first Steam World game not made by the original developers? I'm not this sure. One is not. This one this one is made by a developer called The Station. The Station. It's published by Thunderful, which Yeah. So yeah, because Image and Form was the company that did all the SteamWorld games and they kind of merged with Thunderful. Yeah. To make a big new thing. Yes. I think so, they're working on some other stuff maybe as well. Anyway, it's cool to see more SteamWorld. Yeah. And this is a fine entry in it. I my personal thing is um uh, maybe you lose half a point to a point for the story because look. I'm an idiot. I want narrative even even in my city building games. I get it, man. Yeah. I, get it. I get it. Oh, God. I forgot. They're working on that SteamWorld Headhunter also. Remember that? No. What is that? Uh, all they've shown is the, the cinematic trailer, I want to say, of that. Teaser okay. trailer. God, that was two years ago. That a- I think it, it kind of looked like it might be a bigger action adventure, like Wild West shooting, shoot em up, something, something. Huh. I don't know what exactly that's going to be. Okay. But I like that you, like that universe. Yeah, those games are awesome. Ranking of Steam World. Let's go. Dig okay. two. Actually, yes. You, that's not even a conversation. It's dig two by a mile. Dig two. Dig heist. I didn't play that card one. Yeah, I I never got around to Steam World Quest. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, heist was cool. I liked heist. Yeah, heist was right. Um, and build <laughs> builds out and Steam World Tower Defense. Let's not forget <laughs> on on the Nintendo DSi. Uh, never forget. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we're going to have a potpourri of games that I think we're trying to uh, get in there. And we'll talk about what games we want to try and finish up before the end of the year. So stick around. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Uncommon Goods. Brad and Alex, the holiday season is upon us. And that can mean only one thing. Stressing out over getting people you want to get presents for gifts. You hate it. I hate it. Nobody likes it. No. And it's required. Uncommon Goods is here to take some of that load off of you. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These products are often made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. I'll tell you. I was talking to my wife about Uncommon Goods. She said she overheard me doing the ad for Uncommon Goods last time. She said, did you know that many things you have gotten over the holidays have been from Uncommon Goods? Like what, Vinny? I said, I did not. We have a cool thing uh, in our house that is like a sand in oil thing that you flip over and the the sand kind of goes in waves. I don't know the name of it, but it is very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of uh, things we have gotten for the kids have come from Uncommon Goods because I asked that same question to my wife. Like what? My wife. Uh, They also have Uncommon Experiences. Okay. And these are uh, more, they are explained here, more than virtual classes, they're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways from tarot card reading, romantic map making, cooking and mixology classes, and more. And what is in this? And more, you've already said romantic map making. I what else could there be? I Paint just, your I, pet. I t- <laughs> Paint. Your pets! I've got to break character here to the extent that I have a character and be like, how do you make a map romantically? (laughs) 
Well, you'll have to find out in this uncommon experience. Painting your pet is uh, not actually painting your pet, but taking a watercolor class to paint your pet. That makes a little more sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uncommon good looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the USA. They have the most meaningful, out of the ordinary gifts anywhere, uh, like banana saving hats. I'll just leave it there. Yep. Well, let me add, they're little tiny hats for your bananas. They're little knit hats for your bananas. I took it literally. I was right to do so. <laughs> To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash nextlander. That's uncommongoods.com slash nextlander for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Thanks, Uncommon Goods. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. If you didn't know already, Brad and Alex, it is still in the window for the holidays. And there are still gifts to be gotten and gifts to be received. I would say the majority of the gifts still need to be gotten and then eventually received. Sometimes giving a great gift is its own gift. What? Uh huh. Uh -huh. You Deep. just blew my mind. Uh huh. Bespoke Post and Box of Awesome are here to help you out. I recently got a box of awesome, and I opened it up, and it was awesome. I had a a, a hot sauce making kit. And if you guys Ooh. know me, I like hot sauce. Hell and yeah, I like you making do. stuff. Yeah. And give Vinny a bottle of hot sauce. He'll hot sauce for a day. <laughs> Teach Vinny to hot sauce. Oh my gosh! Forget you know it. where I'm going with this. Talk about yeah. gifts that keep on giving throughout the the whole body. It's <laughs> a whole body hot sauce. To get started, you can take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you or someone you're getting a gift for. I'll just add that in. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70. But you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small and up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time, and I'm going to add this bullet point in for free. If you're looking for something to get for somebody, and it's really hard, go check out Bespoke Post and Box of Awesome. They send a lot of variety, a lot of different things out there, and might just get you off the hook for a gift that you're having a lot of trouble with. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER, for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. We are back, and so is my voice, and so is uh, my time with Boulder's Gate 3. Oh, Find you're it. back in it. Find it. I did it. I went into Boulder's Gate 3. I said, you know what? Let's do this. I want to get this one done before the end of the year. I want to finish Act 3. Even if they update it later. Even if it kills you. Even if it kills my whole party. Um, were you were you in Act 3 already? Yeah. I, I left off. I put the, everything down, the controller down, when I started Act 3. Because that's when they started. As I was pulling into Act 3 is when they started releasing the, at least the, some of those updates for Act 3. And I said, oh boy, if they're going to start patching those things in, maybe I should just wait. 
mostly because they had been patching in some actual content stuff. I don't know if you guys remember, they put in some stuff for Carlac and, and her yeah. ending. Like better ending stuff. Seems so like I was that, like, oh that, man. That patch that had over a thousand fixes that made all those headlines yeah. is just like three weeks old, so you probably will benefit from quite a bit. So I said uh, to myself, self, let's do this. Let's go back in. Let's just see what's there. Um, and I love that game, man. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. As soon as I was back in it, I was like, I have missed this game. I've missed playing this game. But Act 3 has got a lot of stuff going on and um, a lot of plates spinning and they feel wobbly a little bit. And um, I'm worried about uh, stuff colliding in weird ways. I already had somebody mention a thing in my camp. I was like, I have not seen that yet. You're commenting on a thing I haven't seen yet. That was a common one that I've seen people talk about, like having quests spoiled by having their quest log like fill out ahead of them actually doing the thing. It was a character kind of being like, it was a dialogue with this character being like, man, I can't believe that person got captured. Be like, it's the what now? When did that happen? <laughs> who I was there for that? They're sitting right there. What are you talking about? <laughs> so wait, wait, no, wait, no, wait. Who is it? When who did that take talking place? About? Um, and so then, then like a like a couple of hours later, I was like, "Oh, they got captured!" <laughs> like this person got that's captured. That's not great. <laughs> um, that's a person. And then um, there's a thing. And uh, Brad, you mentioned like, "Oh, where are you?" As somebody who plays games with with a uh, Steam World build, right? I don't know where I am as somebody who plays games where I don't know if I like the suspense of something possibly possibly being on a timer or not. I think I just want to know like, uh, like a hidden timer specifically, specifically yeah, a hidden yes. timer, like even more specifically a hidden timer in a D and D style uh, RPG of sorts, a hidden timer like, an obtuse hidden timer where yeah. I hit three things that seem like they might be on hidden timers and kind of accidentally just by like walking into rooms, you know, and you're like, oh, crap, I walked into this room and now somebody's like, and I'll kill them soon. Poof. And I'm like, wait, what? How do you game? How are you calculating soon? What are your flags? What's your is, definition of that? Yeah. Is it long resting? Is it doing another quest? Uh, because I've got three things I need to do and I need to figure out how to do them, I guess, quickly now. I'm not sure. And so <laughs> I immediately looked them up. I was like, okay, is this on a timer? What's the story here? And there was debate, <laughs> like what causes the timers to go, which is like, oh man, this is, this is that, devastating that, to me. That, I'm that's, paralyzed. That, that's amazing. Cause now I'm thinking about like where this game is at in its life cycle. It's still new enough that people haven't figured it all out yet. Like they haven't fully peered inside and measured all the gears and, and, stuff, and stuff like that. Like I, th- I probably talked about this before. Like the classic example to me is the mass effect two timer. Oh yes. Like reviewing that game before. I'm sure I've said this before, like reviewing that game before it came out, like scarred me for life because <laughs> what is what is it it's like after you get the reaper iff right you can only i think it's you can only do two more side missions and then if you do a third then your members start dying or will die later yeah or kelly chambers will die basically like you're gonna lose dr chakwas yes right and kelly chambers because you did one extra side mission before you went to the end game (laughs) yes and and like people have like figured that out very specifically at this point of course they have in 14 years or whatever 13 Uh, this game is going to take some time i'm sure for people to like really and also when you can't like 
can't exactly like decompile the code and look at it or whatever. Like I'm always, I'm always fascinated by like whatever signposts people use to figure stuff like that out. Like it has to just be like insane amounts of repetition and testing. Right. I'm not sure. Like, I I don't know because there are so many, the stuff I have seen starts listing off so many variables. Right. So it's just people being like, okay, here's what happened in my particular instance. I had done this in act one. I did these two things in act two. I did these two things in act three, and this is how long it took me to, for this person. And I, I showed up and they were dead or alive or whatever. And then just a bunch of people listing off their particular things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so again, I have three things now going on. Part of me is like, man, just roll with it. Just enjoy the flavor of the thing. And what would you do? Just role play it out. And what would you do? And part of me is like, man, if I do that and I wind up with this person dead, I'm going to be really bummed for the rest of my hundred plus hour playthrough I now have in this. So I still am enjoying it a lot. I think, <laughs> I don't know. How does the game, I also appreciate a game that creates a bit of urgency in their storytelling, right? Where it's like, I'm going to destroy the world. Don't spend your time finding, finding people's wallets, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think we, we talked about that with Spider-Man some. Like, yeah. Some people su super do not care about that sort of thing. You do. I do. Love, like, would the characters do this? Like, right. would they Would they actually go screw around for 30 hours while the world's about to end? Of course not. Or maybe, like, look, you're not going to win at all. Like, you got to make your choices yeah. and prioritize and do the thing you think is most important to you. And that's, like, kind of cool. But I put so much time into this game. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I yes, I. Not accusing you of this, but it definitely sort of sort of gets into a situation of like can't have have your cake and eat it too. Of like, yeah. I want this to feel dangerous and exciting and risky, but I don't want to actually suffer any consequences. <laughs> totally, yes, and like so, I I fully accept where I am personally on that journey. It's very much where I was with um, Fallout Three. When it was like, oh, crud, I want to have the conversation stuff and lockpick my way through all yeah, of these things. Yeah. Like, I, I want to know I, what happens on both of these. Like, I, I, want, I want to know that some of these beloved characters could die forever. <laughs> you <laughs> just don't actually want to lose any of them. R right. I want to be the hero and not make the bad choice. So kudos to the game, I think, for doing a thing which is creating urgency and making you kind of force your way. And, you know, look. Sometimes you stumble into a bad situation. Should I know all the triggers that are going to pop these things off? It's kind of great in that way. Does it stress me out? And did I immediately go to the iPad to find like, oh my God, what do I have to do first? Yes, I definitely did. And was I shocked to see that it hadn't been mapped out to the digit? Yes, I was shocked to know that this popular game had not been dissected like you said, Brad. But here I am just pushing forward. I'm going to try and do it and see what happens. But it's not one of those things I'm going to go roll back five oh. hours after I do it. Okay, to another that, was, save. You. That, was, that was my question was, are you safe scumming this as a matter of policy or not? I save scum it um, because that's how I, I originally wasn't doing it as hard as I am, but now I do it fairly regularly. But I don't find myself actually relying on the scum as much as I thought I would. I, I kind of roll, uh, pun intended, with the bad rolls I get. Um I will occasionally, if I can't get something opened or I miss some check, be like, man, I really want to know what, what would have happened there. I will go back and, and re-roll roll one. But occasionally I don't, and then I die a little bit later and have to go back to that save anyway and do that check again, and I, it happens differently. Um, 
I, I don't feel bad about saves coming this mostly, but the thing is to do what we're talking about here, I would have to roll back hours because right. there's like three big quest lines. And you're not to going do. to do that. I'm not going to do that. And if somebody, if somebody dies, Hey, I so think be it. this might be a game I play again at some point, maybe with the kids, maybe somewhere else. Let's try it differently. Uh, you know, look, I played Mass Effect. He dies. <laughs> he dies. He dies. Mass Effect one, two, and three are games I played through to completion twice because I always wanted to see the Renegade and, and Paragon stuff. Um, and that was really fun to play through twice. Those were not maybe hundred plus hour games. Those were more like uh, I don't know forty to sixty hour games. Yeah, if, you, if yeah. you're if you're getting in on everything, but we shall see. That's my Boulder's Gate three journey. I'm going down it. I'm continuing down it. It ain't over yet. I yeah, still like love that game to pieces. If anybody has any doubt, it's the it that's the game to come at for me to knock off my number one game. Um, it's not a lot of time left. I'm looking at you. Pandora, whatever the hell, <laughs> Avatar, Avatar, <laughs> Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, the last major release of 2023. That's not true, but you know, it's the last AAA release the, I think of this year, isn't I was it? Just thinking this morning, oh, I should go put in for a code for that. Uh huh. I should check that out. I like just, Far Cry well enough. I'll, I guess I'll, I guess I'll play another map game. Play another map this theme. year. Um, I still haven't seen that movie. Uh, uh, nor have I. I nor guess I probably watch it. Nor will I. Um, no. No, I, the it. first one's terrible. <laughs> it is. The first movie is still fucking terrible. I'm sorry. Like, oh, it's I can't, fine. No, it's, it's fine. Not. It's like it's it's it's, it's pretty bad. But it's, it's pretty, pretty bad. bad. It's pretty mid for James Cameron, but it's a functional movie. I uh, I think some, I saw that with you, effects. right, Brad? Look, it's not Ninja Terminator or anything, but it's not good. <laughs> I I think I saw yeah, that with we, you we, in we 3D. We see right? that at the IMAX. Yeah. Uh, look, like ten people there. Yeah, we went with a group. I think that movie has aged terribly. My memory of that movie is probably a lot worse than it was when I walked out of that theater. Yeah, Uh, to to be fair, I have not seen it since we saw it (laughs) in the theater. But I I remember it. (laughs) And let me tell you, it's not good. That is the angriest my partner has ever been walking out of a movie theater. She was so fucking mad that I dragged her to that, (laughs) and I don't blame her. Um. I wonder how the, the the CG holds up. I wonder if that still looks pretty good. I, again, I haven't seen it. And when did that come out? 15 years ago? 2009, I want to say. Oh, yeah, okay. 2009. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, that game yeah. is coming out in like yeah, a week or two. Come out. That'll come out. Or you could just play Baldur's Gate again. The thing I was going to say about replaying that game, it seems like of current RPGs, like the number of variations, the number of different ways you could play through Baldur's Gate 3 seems like so much higher than just about anything else I can think of, certainly more than like a mass effect. Cause like yeah. mass effect is just a mishmash of two, two binary choices. Right. Basically it's like, eh, maybe I'll go Paragon on this one and then shoot somebody in the face on the next one, you know, but like still fundamentally, it's just kind of two parallel paths. So versus I is like th- there's so many possibilities in this for just about every variable. I have played through, um, the beginning of that game. Probably. I, I want to say, eight times right um in various early access with people a group with my kids for my own characters i don't know if i want to go through some of that early stuff again um for a little bit uh i've just done it so many times but it's been fun every time i've done it so i will probably wait until the they will probably do some kind of larian style definitive edition that has a bunch of uh, patches and then probably some 
I assume some new classes or something in there. Uh, I'll probably wait for that uh, or subclasses, new subclasses or something in there. Uh, but yeah, I'd play as a totally different character and, and I would just be the shittiest. Oh, they have that, um, that real shit heel. I forget what they call it. The, uh, the dark urge. No, no. (laughs) No, I mean, look, am I wrong? (laughs) He's awesome. He's great. He's a real shit heel though. I mean, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. Uh, all the characters in that game are pretty good. I find one or two. Will, the sorcerer, I'm like, that dude is not really rolling with me ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lazelle, the uh, uh, Githyanki, it does not really roll with me. My party uh, is um, is Karlak, a permanent member, uh, uh, Shadowheart, because uh, she can heal me up. Mm-hmm. Uh she gets traded out when I need somebody else. But, and, um, uh, uh, what's his face? The, the rogue that you just said, uh, it's just Asterion. He's, yeah. Asterion. Uh, cause he's just fun. He's yeah. It's fun. Yeah. He's a sniffling asshole. asshole. Yeah. 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 He's, he's all right. Also, he's re- he does so much damage. He's so yeah. good. So good. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a sorceress. So I, I've got the magic handle. Anyway, I would play again as that dark urge and just murder everybody in the, in the world and, and, and try and do as few, you know, I'm doing the playthrough now where I explore every dialogue option and like, Oh, but what if we try to, what if you try to negotiate between these two parties and you go do this and go do that? I would play again. I would just say, Nope. end it, eat someone's face and then just move on to the next thing. You're always saying that. Yeah, as I get older, <laughs> you know, just my patience, you know, ah, who's got time for that? Yep, time to eat someone's face. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's go. Uh, I continue also Alan Wake 2, the other game I'm looking to kind of wrap up uh, before we have any kind of game of the year conversation or what we consider to be the end of the year. I'm not sure how much further I have to go. I don't um, think it's the longest game. For okay. One. Since yeah. I got like 20 hours or less, probably. So I'm still just kind of plodding through there. I, I still really like it. It's my same complaints that I've talked about last time of some of the uh, environmental stuff and, and running around in there. I find tedious, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I, I like the, the journey I'm taking. Um, you guys have stuff. You, you, it's on your, your list. Yes. Zelda is a next, another one on mine that I don't know if I will be able to wrap up, but I should probably jump back into where did you guys net out on on the zelda i ended up i don't remember my exactly how far i was in i would estimate in the 15 to 20 hour range that i got with that pretty like you know i got through the first uh you know big dungeon and kind of just spent a lot of time running around and just trying (laughs) out weird builds and stuff yeah i like that game i got more out of it than i did breath of the wild but like breath of the wild i eventually just kind of lost my path with it and i just never really got the energy to go back to it brad did you ever wind up going any further in it or are you still uh my, <clears throat> my zelda situation is classified okay <laughs> on a need to know basis so only. on a need to know basis yes. okay good um, I tell you yes i would like to i would like to in an ideal world with infinite time i would like to play that for an extended period of time i want to uh i want to finish that uh, I'm I'm going to be out of town for back half of December, so I will have a switch, mm. and that seems like a good time maybe to get back to the Zelda. Uh, Brad, how's your Final Fantasy situation? 
Um, I that was another game I really wanted to finish. I got pretty deep into that. I was like 30, 35 hours into 16, I assume we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Yes. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty deep into that game. Um I was pretty into the story. The gameplay was kind of fine. Not it. But it was it was getting it was getting a little bit rote. Well, I mean, they do unlock new powers like quite regularly through that game as you get more of the kind of you get more monsters bound to you and then you get their powers basically uh-huh. over time. Yeah. So they are opening up new combat stuff, but the combat does get pretty mashy or pretty, you know, it's it's a it's a character action game hack and slash type thing at heart. Uh, which was maybe getting a little old. Also, just I've, a lot of filler, a lot of a lot of filler between big story beats. I'm still curious about it. Yeah, I I I would love for somebody else here to play it to actually talk about it. Yeah, I sh- look if I can get through some of these things, and I find myself with like, look, I got my I got my Zelda, my Alan Wake, my Baldur's Gate. My, <laughs> what year is it again? My, yeah, right, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, Zelda, Final Fantasy. Uh, my Forspoken and Tonto we trust out of the way. Then, uh, then uh, yeah, I'll pick up some Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would talk about that game. I, the front half of that story, I was like super duper on board and was barreling through it pretty hard. Yeah. Like the. Basically, the story that builds on the events of the demo, like you played the demo, you know, like the stuff, the, the brothers yeah. and everything like that stuff I found very compelling and was it, it was really propelling me through. And then it starts getting Final Fantasy like that's, you know, the, then interdimensional mystical bullshit starts popping off. Yes. But at a point, not a, a point, terrible like a, way, right? Uh, it was, it felt like a diversion or it felt like, I mean, it was tied into the main, the, the previous events of the story, but just kind of going in a direction that I was like, oh, you know, I, I liked when this was pretty grounded, like a family drama, you know, like kind of warring kingdom stuff. And then, then it stopped being that. And then, and then a bunch of weird shit starts happening. Uh, but also other games came out. I, I, I was, I, I, I still would like to finish that game at some point. Um, I'm going to read off my list of things that I have touched. Things that are in my active column. Yeah. And I we'll, have one uh, too. I've got Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Which I think I'll go back to. Forza Motorsport. I don't know if I'm putting more time back into that. It's it's good. They've continued to add stuff to it, but I think if it's not something you're already playing regularly, you yeah. will not need to. Cyberpunk, which we're playing on that feature. That's Star- not going on our game of the year list, but yes. <laughs> Starfield, you know, this is just stuff that's in my yeah. active. Starfield, which I don't know. No. I don't know. Done. I don't know. Starfield is very low on my priority list if I uh, were to go back to it. Immortals of Avium, which I still, I'm leaving on my active list. Didn't put it onto my not active anymore. I probably should. I probably should. Uh, let's see. Unguard, which I just wanted to wrap up. I should probably take that off too. The Expanse, remember that? Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's still on my active list. I do have Final Fantasy 16 on here. Um, that Aliens Dark Descent game, which I really liked. That uh, It was that tactical shooter game. Yeah. Uh, I did mention this, Forspoken and Tonto We Trust, because I, I and the four other people who finished Forspoken just need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, humanity, which is a game I really liked. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know cool. I played a lot of humanity. That. I don't know if I'm going to go back and do the last puzzles before the end of the year, but I really liked what I played. 
Uh, Planet of Lana. I don't know if you remember that one. I'd like to finish that one up. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Dead Island 2. Uh, mm. I don't know if I'm going back there. It's better better than expected, I would say. Yeah. But didn't do a ton for me. Let's call Resident that Evil one f- that, that performed better in our expe- than our expectations were. Uh, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, like the RE4 remake and Dead Space or 2. I, I, I got very deep into both of those. I really um, only played the Dead Space remake, but I did really like what they did with that. Uh, I was like 20 hours into RE4. Uh, I, would like to, I would like to play more of that. Yeah. And, and I'd I like to finish that and Dead Space. Uh, man, I forgot Kerbal Space Program 2 came out, or Early Access out mm-hmm. uh, this year. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Hi-Fi Rush I have on here, but I did see my son beat it. I, I, would, I guess that would be nice to just finish it up. Yeah, I I need. Well, let's see. What do I have here? Uh, I still have Alan Wake Two, which I've not gotten that deep into, mm-hmm. and I need to finish. Uh, I am almost done with Thirsty Suitors. I think. Nice. Oh, you know what? I should add that to my want to play. You should because, because that yeah. game I think is like maybe ten to twelve hours max, yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. absolutely worth playing through. That is okay. still one of my favorite things I've played this year. I, I'm going to add that right now. Uh, I am, I think over the, like, I think I'm like two thirds done with the, uh, like a dragon Gaiden game, which is way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, cool. Which is not to say that I thought it was going to be bad, but I thought it was going to be like a minor diversion at most, but that story already is going some pretty wild directions. Uh, and I've heard that it finishes very strong. So cool. Uh, but I, it's, it's, it's that old Yakuza, like as much as they give him weird secret agent powers or whatever, it is straight up that old Yakuza. Um, old Yakuza, that's yeah, you. that old the Yakuza old y- feeling, man. <laughs> uh, I also, what was the other one that I was like, oh, I just need to do the last like couple of story missions in Spider-Man then I'm done with it. So I just need oh, to gotcha. actually do that. Okay. Um, and then there's a handful of other things that have been floating for a while. Like, I still need to finish uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I got pretty far into that and then got distracted by other stuff. I feel like those are the ones I am most likely to finish for the end of the year because I'm pretty far into all of them and none of them are extremely long. Hmm. I don't know how long Bomb Rush is. Uh, it does not. I, I forget where I left off, but it does not feel like a game that is like dozens of hours. Okay. Do you ever wind up finishing any of the Advance Wars campaigns? I finished the first one. Okay. I did play through the entirety of Advance Wars 1 in that remake, uh, and it was very good, But and I, I, I am going to play Advance Wars 2 at some point. I just, I, other things came up. God, how was that this year? I'm sitting here looking at this list of games from this year, and I'm just like, like, I usually have a pretty good comprehensive view of what has come out in a given year, but what the fuck? Like, that Dead Cells Castlevania DLC came out this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yes. That's still on my list, but I don't think I'm going to touch it. I have to be realistic with myself. That thing was was very cool. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Just looking around at anything else we might have missed here. I'm probably, I might finish RoboCop. I don't know. I am picking away at that one a little bit here and there. I don't know if that's in my top 10, but I will just, I will probably give that a shout out at the end of the year of like, hey, they made a RoboCop game that doesn't suck ass. You know? Here are my, um, here of my finished them finished them games for this year, and I'll see if anything. I don't know, I'm starting with Breakout 13 because we finished that this year. Uh, Forspoken, Dead Space, Deliver Us Mars. You remember that one? I do. Uh, Blanc, Life of Delta, Chia, Dredge, 
uh, Horizon Burning Shores, Star Wars Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Uh, uh, Jedi Survivor. Sorry, stay on brand, Caravella. God damn it. Uh, Spider of Lanka. That's the Golden Idol's Mystery. Remember Mia and the Dragon Princess? That game rocked. That was all Di- right. Uh, Diablo 4, Oxenfree 2, mm-hmm. uh, Pikmin 4, Remnant 2, mm-hmm. completed. Uh, Fort Solis, uh, the Lemurian Vampire, more Golden Idol stuff. Trine 5, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Spider-Man 2, and Dredge the Pale Reach. Pikmin 4, that came out this year. That was a video game. God, dude, there's so much. Like, the, the System Shock remake came out this year. Like, I'm just scrolling through this list. There was so much. Dude, shit that I have on my... I stopped playing. Exoprimal. Remember that? Ira, I yeah, do. yes. I played <laughs> I played more Exoprimal than I probably should have. Street Fighter VI. That happened this year. Yes. God. Remember that? What? Uh, Crime Boss. Rake City. That happened. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. Minecraft? That's a game of the year. Wait. Oh, Minecraft Legends. That yeah, was Minecraft this Legends year. Minecraft Legends was this year. Damn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Redfall. Redfall that was happened. this year. Uh, Another game see. I probably played more than I should have. Uh-huh. Uh, Bolt Gun. I put that down. That was cool, though. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's see. Stray Gods. I'm trying to look to see what else. Company of Heroes 3 came out this year. Atomic Heart came out this year. Yep, Armored Core 6. That Metroid Prime Remastered came out this year. Yes, Armored Core came out this year. Man. What Thank a year. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> what a season, what a season. Uh, Armored Core is cool. I should play more of that. That is one that I I did play a decent amount of, and I keep trying to work up the energy to go back to. Not because I didn't like it. I really I I was surprised how much I did. It just it got hard on me. Yeah, and I had I realized that was the moment where I was going to have to commit all the way to the idea of really playing around with mech builds. Yeah, and at that moment there were like three other games I needed to be playing, so I chose the other one, and now it's been hard to go back to. I mean. Man tough but that Sep- game is cool as hell like so i'm just looking at september alone there's like eight games that are very notable yeah <laughs> that you didn't even read off here oh, cocoon um oh cocoon i forgot cocoon, payday that. three mortal kombat one lies of p f099 starfield chance of Senar. like there's like <laughs> street fighter came out this year a lot of games jeez year, okay i've got to go back i think good. september had so many games that i forgot to add them to my list September might be the biggest month of the year. Yeah, that might win. That might win our biggest month of the year. Mm-hmm. So heads up. I mean, there's some competition. There. I didn't know we were rating uh-huh. size of months, but now we are. Oh, so man. great. Mortal Kombat one. I forgot. That's yeah, a, that's a completed. Uh huh. That's a I I'm kind of shocked. I haven't gone back and played more of that game, but I also have not played a lot of Mortal Kombat since uh, finishing the story. Yeah, after after how much I played Eleven online for like two or three months solid after it came out, I mm-hmm. really didn't stick with the online that much in one. Uh, and now I'm um, updating all my list here. Chance of Senar, that was awesome. Karatika. That was very good. Or the making of Making Karotica. of Karatika. Yeah, yeah. I almost finished Karatika in 2023. <laughs> Not quite. I would still like to finish it. Damn geek. Uh I never played that F-099. I should. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. 
I should. Great. Let me add it to my wish list. It's very good. Um, looking through here. Anything else? <laughs> Sonic Frontiers, the Final Horizon, that DLC. El Paso Elsewhere. Did you ever wind up finishing that, Alex? No. Thank you for reminding me. I did play a bunch more of that, but I don't remember how close I got to finishing it. So now I need to do uh, that. Uh, Cocoon is... Brad, you should try and wrap that up. I think you were yeah, pretty far. Yeah, I should. I kind of I kind of burned out on it a little bit, but I should finish it. Uh, Lamplighters League. I never tried and I wanted to. Uh, man, you're right. September had a shit ton of games. Yep, a lot of stuff. Uh, Seventh Guest VR I bought last night. I have uh, not had a chance to like quite literally dust off the PSVR 2 yet Yeah, to try it out, but I probably will play that so for next week because I really want to see that still. Endless Dungeon is a game I, I wanted to play. I don't know if I'll get to it. Star Trek Infinite, how did that one up doing? I'm not sure. I, I played, I don't know, I got reasonably deep into that story, but it's just... That game had a little bit too much of the uh, the old telltale jank and not mm. maybe enough kind of going on on its own to really make up for that. It was a decent story. Like, it felt like they were telling a decent Star Trek story, but it did not grab me as much as I was hoping. Uh, Infinite is the 4X game. Then I did not touch that at all. <laughs> what, was the, what was the one you're talking about? Is that Resurgence? That's, that was Resurgence, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry, yeah, I Resur forgot there were two Star Trek games this year. Yeah, I think I... Didn't I hear Infinite was kind of in a rickety state when it came out? That's, that's kind of what it I was, was. asking. I, I, I had heard that as well. Yeah, it was in a rickety state, uh, and also it just felt pretty thin, I think, even compared to like that massive overhaul mod they, they applied to Solaris at one, or, uh, at one point. Stellaris. Uh-huh. Yes, I've I've thought for a very long time about looking at that Stellaris total conversion. Um what is that called? Stellaris. New Horizons, I believe. Stellaris. I think that's the one. Yeah, there, there's a very very highly respected Stellaris total conversion to Star Trek. Yes. No, that thing by all accounts is awesome. Uh and maybe actually better than that uh that game ended up being like it's been in active development since 2016 <laughs> i just what? don't know anything about stellaris to begin with but how did where'd you guys land on um uh mario wonder like eh, i like it I'll, yeah. I'll probably i'll play more of it i'll, I'll definitely show it to my nephews and okay. i with, really wish i liked it more in december yeah. It might be but, fun to play. Um, I had fun playing it co-op if you bring extra controllers yeah. uh, with you. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Alex. I think I liked, you know, it's Mario. It's got tight platforming and stuff like that. I, I think I like. wish I liked the gimmick stuff more. In it. Yeah, uh, it's like okay, but it could be better. I'm not sure I'm going to jump back in too much before the end of the year. Uh, any of you guys play uh, City Skylines 2? No, it's like a big mess. Oh, really? Like oh. Performance performance is like awful. Apparently, at release, like I have not seen a lot of good things about the experience of playing it. Okay. My they're, they're working it, on it. But. This is the, so one thing I I caught it purely as a drive by thing. So feel free to tell me this is one hundred percent inaccurate. But the thing I saw some people saying was that maybe some of those performance issues might have had something to do with. Um, some of the assets that they may have used uh, AI to generate because they like at someone did a thing and was like they are rendering the teeth of the people in like high resolution that are like walking around <laughs> on the ground in, in city skylines too and that 
the amount of rendering they might be doing with stuff that you actually don't really look at very much might uh, be cause might have been causing some of that stuff. I guess I guess maybe some of those models could have come out of an asset store or something. I don't, I don't yeah. think nobody's nobody's using AI generated 3D models in games that I'm aware okay. of yet. Whatever it was, whatever they were using for like model stuff, it sounded like, like it was like high. way way like, over res- like way too much resolution for what it actually needed to be. Yeah, that uh, game definitely is having a lot of issues. I was I was curious about it before it came out, but it seems like it seems like it needs some pretty serious work. Um oh, forgot about this Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. That's out, huh? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that. All right. It's cuz it's cuz everybody who played it died. Oh. Damn. Oh, damn. damn. Die in the animus you die in real life. Um there is this early access Warhammer Rogue Trader game, which I'm kind of curious about before the end of the year. There is a Plumbers Don't Wear Ties Definitive Edition. Uh-huh. <laughs> the heavy hitters. Yeah, you know. Coming out. Uh, anyway, I think that's plenty of games. Going through this year now, I'm just adding a bunch of stuff to my list, which I had forgotten about. Um, I wonder if that Dune Flight Simulator stuff is going to come out for the end of the year. Um, no. I'm pretty sure it, it, I'm sure it got delayed along with the movie. Yeah. Is my guess. Um, yeah. yeah. I would say almost assuredly that will not come out this year. I would like to play Dusant. I would like to play Talos Principle 2. I'm not going to finish Talos Principle 2. Bummer though. Too I, much. That's, what, that's one of those things where I feel like if I had the infinite sprawl ahead of me, I'd probably switch into Talos Principle 2 and like put like a couple of hours into it. Uh, and then be like, oh, I'll come back to some of the other games. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say, you know, working to a deadline, but I would like to have some stuff completed before we talk about games of the year, you know? Yeah. So it is kind of working towards a deadline. Uh, there was like another Dune game, wasn't there? I can't remember. I thought there was. Hey. Anyway, plenty Dune of video 2000. games. <laughs> yes. The, the beginning and end of RTS games. I look. I, I'm looking at this right now. I feel like I have some very achievable video games in front of me, so I'm going to just focus on beating those. Achieve- sorry, Baldur's Gate. Sorry, Zelda. Probably not getting to the end of you this year. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say the biggest stuff I would like to go back to is actually Alan Wake, RE4, and Dead Space. So basically, all the survival horror. Okay. Um, I very much want to play the rest of Alan Wake. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was still taking a PC apart and putting it back together over the break. Knock on wood. I think it's, I think it's good to go now. Yeah. Alan Wake got inside your PC, man. He's uh, rewriting the story. My, my PC, PC has been in the dark place most of this year. <laughs> DDR, uh, fuck DDR5, man. I'm going to say uh, that right now. As we, um, um, as we make our way more back into Twin Peaks, I think it is wanting me, it's pushing me to be like, I should, I should just get through this uh, Alan Wake stuff. The, yeah, there's some synergy there for sure. Uh, I, um, my my kids were asking me. Uh, for those who don't know, we are back on the Twin Peaks bullshit for for mm-hmm. the Watchcast, which is great. And my kids, you're were phrasing like, not mine. <laughs> the the kids were asking me like, "Is Twin Peaks good?" And I said, "What a question." I'm not sure yet, but it's it's one of those things that people reference so much. I feel like it's important to see. Like, I feel like a lot of yes. things. It re- is a cultural touchstone yeah. in American 
television fiction. I feel like the more I watch of Twin Peaks, the more I understand of the last 25 years uh, and, and mm-hmm. references people have made. And I feel like that's important. And I don't, you tell me, Alex, since you've seen it more or all of it, is, would you say Alan Wake is pulling from Twin Peaks or it just happens to be a parallel line of Pacific Northwest stuff? My man, if this thing is not pulling from Twin Peaks, then it is uh, an astronomical level of coincidence going on here, because I'm just going to say right now, I'm pretty sure Sam Lake has used Twin Peaks stuff in a lot of Remini shit over the years. I can't just tell if if all Pacific Northwest stuff is now Twin Peaks-y to me, or, you know, like, oh, are there big trees and you're running around the woods? Twin Peaks, you know, like, is that, maybe that's a bit much, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not here to say that uh, definitively, you know, all Pacific Northwest supernatural media is inherently uh, uh, Twin Peaks. Let's be real. A lot of it is also X-Files because they filmed almost entirely that show in Vancouver. Um, That said, I do feel like, especially in stuff like the Remedy Games, in a lot of the Kojima stuff that we have talked about, including on those podcasts, uh, they are just very directly referencing a lot of that stuff. So is it a Twin Peaks, if you have weird, eccentric, kind of, uh, not horror, but mystery in the Pacific Northwest, your Twin Peaks. Yep, that's you, all it takes. If you have s- small town, New England, weird, horror, you're Stephen King, in the, in, if you're in the, you know, basically you can't escape it. Well, or or H.P. Lovecraft, one of the two. Well, I feel like H.P. Lovecraft for me is, yeah, yeah, I guess, is a little s- more Southern. Like, uh, no, 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 no. Lovecraft is very, like, all that shit is very New England. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a lot dude. of coastal stuff. Right? Yeah. I feel like some of it's, like, on the bayou and, like, New Orleans. No, oh. no, 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 no. Okay. No, that's crab and country, man. <laughs> Saying there are no crabs in New Orleans. Alex, yeah. where is no. um, Like, what's the one on the Shadow Over Innsmouth is the one I usually think of. Where is mm-hmm. that? That's, that's in Massachusetts, it looks like. Yeah, I would say almost every all of that stuff is very directly related to Massachusetts and surrounding areas. Mm. All right, if you say so, Lovecraft. I do say nerds. so. Old, I know what I'm. God nerds. I know wish what I'm talking about. Worship your Cthulhu. Get your- Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, enough uh, checking out the games. We hope to get to. Let's uh, let's uh, let's move on here. And uh, uh, we'll jump into the what's happening now, the here and now. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the news is what I'm getting at. Um, stick around. We'll be right back. All right. We are back. And it is time for the news. Brad Shoemaker, where do you want to start on the news journey today? Um, Coming out of Thanksgiving, it's all fairly light. Okay. But... Let's talk about what we've got here. How about Xbox's announcement of an announcement? <laughs> I am highly anticipating some big news about this announcement of an announcement. Quite literally, the words important announcements. Um, <laughs> Counts down to the announcement of an announcement. Yes, they are. They are promoting their appearance at the Game Awards on the 7th of December saying, um, sorry, let me expand this image real quick. <laughs> Make sure I've got the phrasing right. Important announcements and other Xbox news that you don't want to miss. 
So this is the Game Awards happening on the 7th, I think 7.30 Eastern. These are Keeley, the Keeleys, as some mm-hmm. people call them. Uh, yeah. I wish they didn't stuff the Game Awards so full of announcements, but, no. you know. I think we lost that battle a long time ago. Oh, yeah. that's, that's how they get people to watch. That's how they get people to watch. That's You're totally right, 100%. If it, if it were not for that, I don't think they would have them anymore. Yeah. Um. So... What's the hubbub? What's what are what has the rumor mill been churning out? Uh, well, nothing specific. Just kind of, just the, kind of your standard. Here's what we know they have announced, and okay. what do we think will be there? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's 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 start some rumors here. What do you got? All right. Blasphemous well, rumors. What's that? Blasphemous rumors. Oh, I thought you said Last of Us. No, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I mean, there probably Dang, will man. be those. I wait, guess. hang on. Are you saying Microsoft is going to announce an acquisition <laughs> of Sony? Um, no, just the last of us. <laughs> I, you know, in this article from video games Chronicle, they mentioned death training too. I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty fun one to, to, uh, well, it's Kojima. Yeah. And uh, while obviously that's Sony, you know, maybe there's some other shenanigans that they'll get up to. Uh, Xbox has that other project announced with Kojima, the, they, the horror have game. Name, have they put a name on that yet? It had a code name. I don't know if it ever got beyond that. Uh, Project Overdose, I think it seems like what's being applied to that. Sounds right. Sounds what I remember. Yeah, so he could be there with some some glimpse of that, I guess. Okay. Um. Well, how about Microsoft specific? Anything? Anything fun you think of in the old? Good question. Halo. Nope. Absolutely not. No. Brand new unannounced game. Possible. I think with the number of announced games they have that they've never shown, I would be uh, like, fucking turn around and walk away, Microsoft. Hardware. If you're going to try to show another or announce another, like show another logo of a game without actually saying anything about it. Uh, that, that's the big one. That's the big one to me is there was that big leak out of the... um, what was it Discover? Or where did, no, where did that... Yeah, that's right. It was that PDF from the the hearings about the mm-hmm. Activision acquisition. Um, yeah, that's uh, that discless Xbox Series X, like that's slim right. Series X was referenced in there. Yes, like this is, box has no disc. Is there some kind of console refresh there? Of course, Phil Spencer has already said, like, we're not doing a pro console. Yeah. So anything they have there would just be kind of like a form factor refresh kind of thing. I mean, if they did end up shipping a discless series X, that would be kind of ominous for the future of having discs in consoles. Baldur's gate three date. Yeah, they could believable. They could definitely have that. Starfield DLC Mm. too early. Yeah, that, that's possible. They could announce like the name of the first DLC. That's I'm sure they're working on it. Yeah, I I, I don't think that one's outside the realm possibility Actually, at all. Do they have the names and like the, the they sold like that season pass thing with the game that? Uh, oh, with, with like that comes with DLC, edition. and I, I they may have actually said what it's called in Shattered Space. Okay, Shattered Space, I think, is the first DLC for Starfield. Uh, Microsoft. Uses this ability, uses it to showcase something with the new Witcher game and CD Projekt. Mm. I'd say that's, that's less likely. Yeah, that's okay. probably still pretty far off. Hellblade um, date? So, the Hellblade date, or actually the thing that leapt to my mind is like, what if they just put out Hellblade 2? 
what if what if they Just pull a it. hey hellblade 2 is out now oh it's too late it's too late in the uh, year I think that would just kneecap that game more than anything yeah. else. Yeah, but they don't really care about selling games anymore. They just want it on Game Pass. You know, like that's kind of the whole the whole play there is like, you know, we have what is it, twenty million Game Pass subscribers or something now? It's like, what if all of those Game Pass subscribers could turn off this war show and download this game on Game Pass that they already have? And what you if know? you had a new big Game Pass game to play over the holiday break right. also? Yeah, like it makes me it makes me especially as long as some of these games have gone in development without a lot of being shown. Okay, here's Caravella's, uh, here's Caravella's uh, tinfoil hat. Ready? Uh huh. Baldur's Gate three because it's going to be winning a lot of awards. Microsoft wants to be like it's on our platform. Also, it's coming, and, and it's on Game Pass. Baldur's gonna, Gate three. I'm going to no. say Game Pass no. announcement. No. And and you can play it. This award winning game. They have a trailer with like all the awards it's won because I don't know that's weird, but they probably do. And they say, and it's available now to play on Game Pass. Like I anything's see. possible. Like if they if they wanted to pay enough, it's just uh-huh. that that price tag has gone up so much in the last three months. Yeah, remember that was said- actually another thing that came out of those leaked documents was um was there like I think it was speculative or maybe it was the actual asking price for how much to get Game X on yeah um on Game Pass on day one and the Baldur's Gate price was extremely low <laughs> right and I'm sure that has gone up exponentially now. Yeah, but yeah, I'm also gonna throw this out there. Yeah, why I don't think Hellblade will do that. That is a game they absolutely do not want getting lost in the shuffle come award season. Because Mm. part, I I guarantee you, half the reason they wanted to get in on the Hellblade business is they saw that as an important and award worthy game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could see it. Um, I mean, you know, it would be eligible for next year's awards if it came out, but I guess games released in December do tend to get buried a little bit. Most people who do this job can't remember six weeks in the past. You know, like, I just, I don't think it's, it. I don't think it behooves them to do it. I, I could see something coming out. I don't know what. But, I mean, Microsoft still got so many damn games announced. Like, my God, man. I'm sitting here looking at this list. There's like 20 games on here that have been announced and basically never shown. Fable. Fable absolutely is one of them. Everwild, the rare game. That's not a real game. Um, Outer Worlds 2 and Avowed both coming from Obsidian at sure. some point. Mm-hmm. Those will come out. Um, I could see Avowed maybe getting something at this. They, um, they announced a bunch of stuff at E3 or not E3 that maybe they'll finally show. Clockwork Revolution, which is the new NXile game. That steampunk looking game. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, South of Midnight was that interesting looking something something on the bayou like that was basically just a logo and like a sizzle reel trailer yeah teaser mood piece uh State of Decay 3 State of of Decay 3 is not awards stage material but I would love to see more Uh, about State of Decay 3 I feel like State of Decay 2 showed up in places you wouldn't expect State of like they made a lot of buzz about State of Decay 2 I wouldn't say State of Decay 3 is an award show let me, ready. Let me, let me let me narrow that to the things I would like to see about a new State of Decay mm. do not belong on an award stage. Okay, fair, fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, maybe. Um, I I pro I would say safe bet some kind of Baldur's Gate related thing. Maybe not Game Pass, but like here's a date 
or bold because I feel like they're a little behind on that. It's gonna have yeah. a lot of it's gonna have a lot of buzz. They wanted it out this year. They really pushed Larian for this year. There's definitely they cut egg on their face on that one. Yeah, and they you know they announced that they're gonna let it slide with the Series S stuff. You know, not not having the splits in co op. They really wanted that thing out. I'm sure they want it to not say only available on PlayStation and uh, yes PC. Right. It's such a weird case because like how often how many. I'm trying to think how many times has like the shoe in, I don't know if I should call it a shoe in game of the year, but it's definitely up there. Like how many times has that just come out of nowhere? Like how many, times has, how many times has that been a thing that absolutely nobody saw filling that role until after it came out? Like PUBG yeah. maybe is up there. Well, yeah. to be fair, there weren't like, a lot of people who gave that game of the year. Like most uh, Dark Souls. Yeah. Like that the first one. Of, yeah. yeah. That, that kind of yeah. came out of left field out of Japan. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying um, they don't happen, but yeah, I, do, I agree with you. I usually feel like there is, when it comes to like the close, quote unquote, consensus game of the year from more outlets than not, uh, usually those games tend to be ones that people see coming. Outer right. Wilds for me. That was, that was probably one of them. That was yeah. Kind of yeah. Left fielder. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to think if you're, if you're Microsoft, like how much are you kicking yourself? <laughs> that the Baldur's Gate situation was not sewn up better. Uh, yeah, in retrospect. It's really on them for not uh, knowing what was there, I guess, but. I don't know. I don't feel like anyone was fully expecting that thing to come out the way it did and hit the way it did. Yeah, I you know, I I wonder how early in the development they knew they were going to have those problems with the S and the local co-op and stuff and, you know, given Xbox's or Microsoft's policies on putting out with parity if that was going to how far out that would push that delay, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like they just couldn't get it working at, at all. So I I would say my easy money would be on either a date or some kind of announcement about Baldur's Gate three. The the harder money would be on the out now, and the the real risky one would be on a Game Pass. But man, if they got it on Game Pass, it's a fun announcement to make for their old Game Pass. Could play this game on, uh, yeah. get it on there. Mm-hmm. They do have money to spend they, <laughs> on whatever they want. Um, some 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 dates and some actual gameplay for a lot of these games is kind of what I would like to see the most. Like, I know people people acted like there was gameplay in that Fable thing they showed yeah. previously. There was not, just because Do it you- looks like a character jumping across. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, he was swinging a sword and or she was swinging a sword and throwing fireballs and stuff. But like, show me what the actual game looks like. Yeah, of course, if there even I- is one yet. Do you think anything with Activision properties comes up? So that's what I was thinking. I don't know. Well, that and Bethesda, because Machine Games, we still haven't seen anything from that Indiana Jones game, and I wonder if that's something they might have in a state now where they can start talking about it. Yeah, I actually don't think this list even includes that I'm looking at things like Bethesda. Obviously, Bethesda game works like their, their main studio. It's DLC for Starfield if it's anything. Mm. Machine Games has kind of been quiet for a while. It feels like that Indiana Jones thing at the bare minimum is probably due to be heard about by next e- quote unquote E3, yeah. um, if not this. Does Arcane have another project? Probably not yet. With Redfall having just come out, I mean they are a two studio studio. But also keep in mind, Redfall is also still in a state. Yeah, uh, Redfall was Austin. What was the last Leon? Oh, um, um, Jesus, what is happening to my brain? 
uh, uh, Deathloop. Deathloop was the last Theon oh, game. Oh, sure. That wasn't even that so, long ago. Yeah, that, yeah, they're they're probably not in a place to announce something. Ah, they could announce a title or something. Okay, here's what it is. If it's anything from Bethesda, it is machine games and or whatever id software might be cooking up right now, <laughs> though I think that even might be a little too early. Yeah, there was that, what was it, Doom Year Zero was what was referenced in some of those leaked documents, but who knows what that is or was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is like three and a half years out since Eternal, so probably time to hear something from them. I think Activision is probably too early at this point to have anything to say and show that isn't just what Activision would already be saying and showing. Because I don't think Microsoft has had enough time to exert any meaningful influence over their current dev pipeline to say, hey, here's what we have as our big slate of new Activision releases under the Mac- Microsoft banner. I can't remember. Where did they leave off with their uh, Activision properties on Game Pass stuff? Like, I forget what their, their latest statement was. Was it like not this year? or I think they know? said not this year, but that it wouldn't be long. Okay. Yeah, something they will be looking into in 2024 or something like that. Okay. So probably not like get Diablo on Game Pass today. At the, no. at the absolute most, they might have something from the Activision lineup to say, hey, we're adding these, you know, handful of games to uh, to, to Game Pass, but I bet it is nothing that is like the newest, hottest stuff. Or like yeah. o- old Call of Duties or something. Yeah, you can put like Sekiro on there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, fucking prototype, baby. Let's go. Prototype on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I dare While you. We're talking is prototype backwards compatible? Yeah, um, let's do it. Is it okay? I need to know. It's not. Like, Now's the time, man. Prototype, man. What about prototype two? What about prototype two? Give me all the prototypes. Yeah, give me more infamous. Man, neither like, prototype is backwards compatible. That's too much goo. Can't get that kind of goo on a console yeah. now. Now they own it, so they can just do it if they want. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, you can put the Tony Hawk remasters on Game Pass. Crash 4. Sure. Sekiro, like, there's some games you could throw on there. I know we're switching consoles here, but uh, what happened to Infamous? Is that just dropped? Yeah, I think Second Son was it. Or what was it? First Light was the add-on yeah. for that, right? But that's not, like, successful I think enough. they did all right. They did well, yeah. but then they made Ghost of Tsushima, and Yeah, that... they did not do Ghost of Tsushima money. <laughs> no. Oh, that game did really well? Oh, yeah, oh Ghost of Tsushima did very well, yes. Oh, huge. okay. That oh. is what they will probably be making for the foreseeable future, <laughs> if I had to guess. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Well, I liked... Look, I liked him. Almost... Almost 10 million units. 10 million units. Of that game is what I'm saying. Yeah. I bet if you combined all the infamouses together, you would probably slightly cross that number. Ah, no, that's. I'm not saying there's a diss. Those games probably sold at least two or three million units each, which yeah. is not nothing. I'm just saying it's not ten million. Was that was infamous like pre MCU? Yes, uh, eh, not yeah. technically. Technically, no. Yeah. Like the Iron Man came out in 2008. I'm trying to think. Did, infamous did they was, just uh, time it all poorly. Infamous was oh uh, nine, wasn't it? The first one. It was, but I mean, it was, yeah, like it was a year after May so 09. We had, we had the kind of like juvenile MCU, the beginnings of the MCU at that point. Iron Man's, yeah, uh, Iron Man had, was had the first his of the iron foot in the ground. Kind of I don't, modern era. I don't think you can blame Iron Man for Infamous not being a huge hit. Oh, I'm not, no, no, oh, no, no. I'm saying, yeah. it, I'm saying if 
the superhero games had come out during the like height of the MCU, like it could have boosted. Everybody wants a superhero game, or Maybe it would have been the early. opposite, and nobody would have paid attention because it, it wasn't the superheroes they were seeing in the movies. That, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought maybe it would have boosted it, but because um, people want the hot superhero games, and Marvel has not delivered mm-hmm. on that front, really. Maybe with the the XCOMish one. Uh, anyway, what do you think wins their biggest game of the year award? Probably Baldur's Gate. You think Baldur's <clears throat> Gate? Which is an interesting question, especially having worked in the games press, because it's really, it's really just a meta question of what you think the people who are on the jury for this will vote for. Uh-huh. And in that context, it's definitely Baldur's Gate. What do you think is a what do you think is a tight runner up? Because uh, I would I would Zelda. probably say Baldur's Gate as well. Would you say Zelda? Zelda. Okay. That's, In fact, I would say that yeah. there's actually an outside chance that Zelda might still win it. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is possible. Sure. I'm going mean, to guess it's Baldur's Gate, especially just kind of knowing when the voting happens, <laughs> knowing that Baldur's Gate fever was at its height yeah. around that time. But yeah, I would say Zelda is the other main contender here. Okay. I was just doing a couple, a little bit of sales lookup on infamous stuff. I mean, you know how vague that stuff can be, but. The last time anyone checked in on the first game, it had sold around two to three million units, it looks like. Okay. All right. Two, it's harder to find because it sounds like they stopped, or at least on Wikipedia, they stopped updating it after the first month's sales, but it did sell like 300,000 copies its opening month. Uh, all right. That is the uh, Game Awards and specifically Microsoft's announcement of their announcement during the Game Awards. That's happening December 7th. I think that's yeah, a Thursday. It's it's interesting after the last two, three years, like it's something you actually really have to pay attention to now because the caliber of announcements that he's gotten for that thing has gone up and up. Yeah, so though like, you can kind of watch the digest. Of yeah, the yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to watch the show, but but I mean, more to the point, like there will be definitely meaningful news coming out of there. I mean, I, I still cannot believe he got the freaking reveal of the next Xbox on that thing. Was that like, on there? Yes, the, the the Series X was shown for was unveiled. The name, the look, everything Jeez. was unveiled on the Game Awards. Well, uh, what's the other? Like, we talked about it last week or the week before. Is it Rockstar? After some, oh, is going yeah, to have? GTA Six. Yeah, presumably. I mean, it's possible they'll just do their own thing, but I think they did. They not confirm Game Awards. Or no, they just, they said, just December. said They just said it'll trailer will be out in December for the twenty fifth anniversary. Okay. All right. Or whatever. Keep, keep keep them eyes peeled. Brad, where do you want to head to next? Um couple of quick updates on the shambles that is the video game industry. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh from the acquisitions gone wild department. Uh remember when Unity bought Wedded Digital? I do remember that and trying to at least parse exactly what they got and what 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 does that mean? And well, I guess tools what tools and people and whatever it was they got, they are now shutting it down. <laughs> Such a uh. Uh, what they got was the like back end part of Wedded Wedded Digital, like the yeah. people that develop the tools that the artists then use to make visual effects. Like okay, the rest, right, yeah. the rest of like the Weta. I think like the Weta that takes contract work to do VFX for movies stayed with Peter Jackson. That's Weta Effects, right? They, yeah, I guess Weta they, they changed their name to Weta Effects just to distinguish themselves. Okay. I think Weta Digital was like the hardcore, you know, 
R&D side of things that developed the actual tools and software. Because okay. you can see how you can absolutely see the applicability of that stuff to a video game engine, right? Uh, but anyway, yeah, those I don't, I don't know if it's all, I don't know if it's the total employees that came along as part of that deal, but 265 of them are being laid off. And this is part of Unity's whole figuring out what Unity is. Unity is just literally tightening the belt after the buying a bunch of stuff. Reboots. Buying a bunch of stuff during the pandemic, <laughs> and then. Um. Yeah, here we well, are. Well, I mean, I mean, it's impossible not to mention their fumbled rollout of their new pricing plan, uh, which was not that long ago, where they had to course correct quite a bit. Oh yeah, they got Ricatelloed. <laughs> Did it to yourself, Unity. Yeah, I mean, they keep all that technology. Of course, they're just kind of shedding the human part of it, mm. uh, and that that kind of ongoing work. Apparently, other Weta, original Weta, says they are going to rehire as many of those people as they can. Oh, okay. Because why wouldn't they? Yeah, they put no like, hey, tools. Fucking- <laughs> yeah. Peter Jackson making out like a bandit here. Mm-hmm. So wild. Like, I mean, I hope, they, I hope they get rehired with a you know, good salary and, you know, you know that's, uh, that's maybe a positive in the end then. I don't know. I don't know how people's lives are affected by all of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and, especially if people had to relocate out of New yeah. Zealand for this and stuff, it's not great, but but the point I'm making is like, and I don't know if he has the ambition to even start that part of the business back up fully, but if he did, like the idea of selling it to somebody who fucks it up so bad, you just rehire all those people and start it back up again. Yeah, right, right. Like the institutional yeah. knowledge, presumably, is still fairly intact, right? Like you could... Totally probably spin that part of that arm of the business back up no, fairly yeah. smoothly if you wanted to Riccatel is out right yeah, oh yeah gone. okay no he's yeah. quote unquote retired oh right yes right retired yes um that's unity and the the weta digital portion of unity um and then brad what's the other piece of uh on fire gaming industry You've got uh, Embracer, perhaps you've heard of it, has said that they are looking to shut down Free Radical. So we had um, heard some of this before, right? I, I think that that they may have mentioned their name in the. I mean, you know, they've they've been laying off and shuttering yeah. studios left and right. They may have mentioned Free Radical before. And this version uh, of Free Radical is not the original one, though it does have some of the original people. It was started yeah. up to re- bring back Time Splitters. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it seems like the idea was, hey, we got the time splitters IP. We should start that studio back up with some of the original people to make a new time splitters, and then and they were technically yeah, a play on, right? Yeah, which used to be Coke Media, right? Um, I saw just a weird me thing. Like David Doak is one of the founders of Free Radical. He's there. Like I remember interviewing that guy for the original time splitters games twenty years ago when they were on press tours and stuff. So, like, point being, it is absolutely like legit original time splitters people here at the studio. Yeah. But seems like they are going to get shut down with ever having gotten to ship a game. So way to go, way to go embracer on this story on video games, Chronicles uh, Chronicle they're They're under some kind of plan or review. Uh, and then that ends. It's December a UK 11th. studio. And as part of their labor laws, you are not allowed, I think to do this kind of end mass layoff unless you can, prove to the labor board that like Uh, there's not another option i see and so like think what that basically entails is can you find places for these other people these people to go work elsewhere in your company are there other ways to go about this 
it doesn't mean you can't just shutter the company and lay it off, but there's extra steps you have to go through. And so, but the thing the story also mentions is that like half that team has already updated their LinkedIn to say, hey, I'm looking for work. Gotcha. Yeah. Like apparently they are looking around for a buyer if they could like find somebody interested in acquiring the studio before the deadline, they would consider selling it instead. But if, <laughs> if most of the talent is already looking for new jobs, that seems tough. That's a harder road to hoe. Yeah. So okay. anyway, this has to be the worst year for people who make games since oh, yeah. the last bubble blow up. Right. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I don't know the numbers on what happened during the last two or three years in terms of growth. Was it like a huge growth year? But this, I mean, you know. COVID fucked a lot of things up in terms of like those metrics and yeah. like kind of what generally like was considered, you know, normal operating and normal growth for studios because everything kind of got thrown into disarray. But in terms of jobs lost, and especially in comparison to the general health of the economy of games and selling of games yeah i can't think of a year worse for the people who actually did the work and made those products especially a year where those products were still selling and doing well yeah i i don't remember doing this many contraction stories or it's or hideous is what it's, it is it's really I, I i do wonder again like net are there is the industry bigger at the end of 2024 than it was at the end of 2021 but yeah i think to your point where it feels like games are still coming out and selling very well i'm not yeah. sure what i mean I, I i don't know i'm no economist i'm not sure what's, what the hell well happening. the thing is none of us could be an economist in this industry anyway because numbers are so obfuscated now that it's impossible yeah. to actually know what the metrics for success are and with some publishers like a square enix those metrics never appear to actually exist but like it just feels like none of what is happening with these jobs has anything to do with the actual economy of selling games and everything to do with a lot of bad bets that management at these various companies have made. And again, the thing that makes it so galling is that it's not like this is an economic downturn situation. Obviously, some of these companies are losing money because of things that they thought were going to happen and did not. But... Nobody like not, very few of these developers, these games, these 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 companies that are are suffering this stuff, put out games that just flat out bombed this year. Some of them didn't even put out games. Period. I think some of the stuff I have read, again, not an economist. It's just with the with the rate of uh, borrowing money being high. That right, it was the are, interest rates. Yeah, that some yeah, of this it, is it was, just funding projects has gotten too expensive it was a bunch of stuff i mean the the interest rates were historically low for a long time so it was a bunch of free money like i think consumer spending was up quite a bit early in the pandemic because everybody was sitting at home with nothing to do and so they started buying stuff so like there was just kind of a general surge in activity in the business world that as usual went to the heads of the management and they went on hiring sprees right and assumed that this was going to last forever which of course it never does no and and again, I'm not an economist. My anecdotal part of this, I'll add the mass consolidation. Like we have heard, I think it's 900 so far at Embracer. So when you have these super top heavy consolidated companies that now own, you know, fistfuls of yeah. studios, I think when they make bad $2 billion bets, it really ripples throughout. The, you know, totally. when one, one of those big things goes out, a leg comes out. You know, they just 
cut with a butcher's knife. Hundred percent right through. Um, whereas you know, you, when you had smaller studios, a big percentage of a smaller studio is maybe twenty five people got laid off or something yeah. like that. Now we have hundreds of people just getting losing their jobs. But and again, there are very few companies that have not had some layoffs. Like in in some cases, they have not actually affected you know core dev teams, but it's been yeah. people like administrative, PR, you know, IT, various other things. It does not feel like any part of this industry was actually immune from this. No, no, it really doesn't. No. And, you know, I think those all probably knock on, those are all knock on effects too, right? Like yeah. w- when Microsoft pulls back, that means less money's going out to smaller studios to, yeah. to build games. And, and and you're hearing anecdotally from people like just saying like, hey, we're running into a situation where we are having a harder time pitching games and getting publishing mm-hmm. deals and making stuff happen right now because everyone is in this weird terror spot of not wanting to overcommit especially with the possibility of retraction or, you know, contraction uh, happening. But, you know, the other thing I keep hearing is that, like, some of these people are like, yeah, we'll talk again next year. What's going to change next year? What is actually happening next year that will change any of this? I don't feel better. (laughs) I guess. Quite literally, that's it. You know, like so much of what happens in the business world is based on, like, vibes and feelings. I mean, it is possible interest rates go down uh, next year. I I don't know. Yeah, I think. I think also um, it will see what happens in development in two years, right? We're always That's, on a delayed yeah. uh, um, reaction to this stuff, right? Definitely makes me wonder if there's going to be some kind of lull in releases yeah. in like roughly a two-ish year period. Might even be sooner than that. Like next year, like we'll see what the holiday season looks like, but there's some stuff in here that makes me think that eh, it might not be what this year was. You know, there might be some course correction in this industry that is needed to, as development gets much more complicated and these these big AAA games soak up so many resources, the bets become so big, uh, maybe there is, and the consolidation of the studios becomes ridiculous. I mean, this has been a ridiculous three years of acquisitions for studios. So maybe there needs to, and, and you know i think you've said this a lot specifically alex the mm-hmm. middle is cut out right like yeah. we have smaller studios and gargantuan well it's not cut um, out it was swallowed by embracer <laughs> yeah so i th- i really think we'll have a post embracer story to tell because they they came in destroyed the place and mm-hmm. it's in you know look maybe it's worked out well for for a lot of studios and obviously has not worked out well for some I don't know, but I think they are part of this story of the two, two, two the 2020s, let's say. I think they are at the forefront of this story yeah. in a lot of ways. And, you know, they put themselves there because they clearly were going after something that they thought they had and they did not have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's, it, whatever it is, it is wild. Um, Brad, what's your next story? Uh, remember Agent? Anybody? You know, I didn't I do. I, until I saw this video you posted with Jack Trenton talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remind, remind I us. Even, I hadn't even seen it. I didn't even pull the video up, but I just, the, the big black background with the severe white letters that just say agent, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I don't know how interesting this is to people who didn't cover video games professionally in the PlayStation 3 era. But yeah, once upon a time, Rockstar announced an exclusive partnership with Sony to make a game called Agent. And then that game just kind of never came out. Yep. 
And then I think there have been follow-ups in recent years where they like renewed the trademark a few times and then finally let it lapse or something, right? And like the site went down at some point. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly the game's never going to come out, but I very much was always just, I, mean, I didn't even like care about the pitch that much of the game. It was more just a like, how do you announce a partnership like this and just let the game die on the vine and never address it? Um, anyway, the former former technical director of Rockstar North posted a blog post and then pulled it. It was on Rock Paper Shotgun, right? Uh, no, I believe that's them reporting. Oh, I think okay. it was just on his blog. Is oh, okay. What I'm getting from this, I believe RPS just wrote up bits of it before he pulled the blog. Apparently, those Rockstar NDAs are not to be fucked with even uh, ten years later. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, man, five would not fuck with that at all if i could help it but also what he says is just like the most baseline like oh well yeah i guess this is what we could have guessed if we had really thought about it kind of information it's like the least interesting thing you could imagine about a game called agent yeah (laughs) frankly it was a it was a james bond game and jimmy is the scottish version of james Mm -hmm. so i guess there was going to be a scottish character the game is going to be set in the 70s be more linear than grand theft auto with a number of locations <clears throat> there was a French Mediterranean city, a Swiss ski resort, Cairo, and at the end there would be a big shootout with lasers in space. Beautiful. Um, this was sounds like this was pre GTA Four, uh, and essentially they worked on it for a while, but then the rest of the studio, everybody got pulled on a GTA Four. Yeah, like the game's not shaping up super well, and they needed everybody to get GTA Four out. Um. And then it just kind of got left to the side from there on out. We tried to cut the game down in an attempt to get the bulk of it done before the inevitable call for Rockstar New York would come. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut out an entire level, I think Cairo and maybe even the space section. Um, yeah. It became clear that Jimmy was going to be too much of a distraction for us and we ditched it. Yeah. So nothing, nothing like revelatory there, but that has yeah. always been a gigantic blank yeah. to me. For years of just like they announced that at E3 on stage with the then head of SEA out there saying, hey, exclusive game with Rockstar that just never happened. I mean, you you asked the question of like, how does a thing like that end up just getting tossed to the side and never spoken of again? I think if you're Rockstar, it's actually very easy to understand how that happened, mm-hmm. because the second you say we had to finish a Grand Theft Auto, all <laughs> other things cease to matter. I yeah. understand how that happens. I don't necessarily love, love it, but I get it. With Sony, I could definitely see them being very sore about that because, you know, Grand Theft Auto used to kind of be a PS2, like, star. You know, like, a lot of those, like, PS2-era, like, Rockstar games were kind of the biggest things on their platform. So the idea of getting an exclusive from them probably meant a lot at that time, especially for the PS3. Yeah, especially especially when they were kind of a bit on the back foot against the 360. But then at the same time, what are you going to do? Tell Rockstar you're not going to put out their games on their platform? Fucking course you're not. So at most, all you can do is just kind of, uh, I hate to use the internet parlance, cope and seethe. Like, just say, fuck this, whatever. So they never speak of it again. But like, yeah, I could, I, I like Rockstar saying, nah, this thing that isn't Grand Theft Auto isn't working, just make Grand Theft yeah. Auto, is the least surprising thing in the world. Yeah, and you know, of course, as, as for a company as image-obsessed as Rockstar is, of course, they're not going to come out and be like, yeah, it wasn't coming together, this isn't happening anymore. Yeah. It's easier to just, especially when everything else you're doing is on top of the world, like, just leave it be. 
Well, and that's right around the time they really stopped making things that were mm. not Grand Theft Auto or RDR related. Like, table tennis obviously came out on the 360 at launch, but like... Warriors? They're not making the Warriors. They're not making yeah. Manhunt anymore or at that bully. point. Yeah. I think, wasn't there some leak that hinted toward a Bully 2 at some point recently? I do remember something along those lines. I don't remember how long ago it was or how realistic that sounded. Um, yeah, they, they became a one-game company at some point. Can I, uh, can I read you the statement from the blog about why it was taken down? Sure. Oh, sure. <clears throat> this is what it says on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Mm-hmm. Apparently, some of the OGs there are upset by my blog. I generally didn't think anyone would mind me talking about 20-year-old games, but I was wrong. Something about ruining the rock star mystique or something. Anyway, <sighs> this blog isn't important enough to me to piss off my former colleagues in Edinburgh, so I'm winding it down. I'll maybe just leave a few articles with anecdotes that don't affect anyone but me. I would love for Rockstar to open up about development of the trilogy themselves, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. Maybe I'll try again in a decade or two. Is there truly yeah. anything less valuable at this point than the Rockstar Mystique? I don't know. This was all Does it blogger, matter anymore? So it That's, a bummer. <laughs> That's a bummer. I would love to hear some of that stuff. I just clicked through to his actual blog, which uh-huh. is inside rockstarnorth.blogspot.com. Uh-huh. Which is an amazing era-appropriate yeah. uh, URL for your did, blog. God. Did you uh, see the sorry you missed it? Yeah, sorry you missed it. I've decided to take the blog down. It's come to my attention. Some of my former colleagues don't enjoy it as much as I thought they would. <laughs> no pressure from Rockstar, my own choice. Yeah. No, like, but, I get it. Don't want to piss off your former coworkers. Totally understand. Not not mad about it. But also, look, what are you even protecting at this point? I don't know. The Rockstar mystique. It's not, It doesn't exist anymore. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. After the after Dan Hauser left, after the Benz left, and after all the weird shit around, you know, the Rockstar San Diego like crunch stuff and everything going on, there is no mystique anymore. Rockstar is just a a company that makes very big video games. They are not an unknowable black box. They're just people that make very big video games. I guess I, I could have put this in the news. There's been going around that Absurd Ventures, which is Dan Hauser's new company, has mm-hmm. been hiring up some of the brain trust from Rockstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't surprise recently. me. Like, Laszlo is there now. Mm-hmm. Probably, unsurprisingly, the, the bigger one, who I, I'm actually not familiar with Michael Unsworth, but he was the... I know that uh, name. Uh, I think he was, like, the head writer on Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of the co-writing, I think, on the last couple yes. of big Rockstar games. Oh, actually, yeah. GTA 4 and 5, Max Payne 3, Red Dead. Both Red Dead games. So, like, yeah, Hauser, unsurprisingly, Hauser is hiring up some of the people that he worked with. I mean, in a way, I don't think that's a bad thing, necessarily, for Rockstar. I mean, look, it really remains to be seen what what version of Grand Theft Auto we get in GTA 6, but... That is a studio that absolutely needs to start fostering younger talent and start like figuring out what the next 10 years of that company looks like because the old guys just being there forever is not a thing that is going to help them last past, you know, the next. I mean, look, GTA 6 will sell a billion copies. It's, I'm not saying anything to that effect. But if they ever want to make anything that isn't just GTA and GTA Online and actually have people respond the way they do to stuff like GTA. 
I do think they have to start developing a lot more new talent in those upper echelons of the company. Agreed. Let me add before we leave Rockstar. Did you guys see this news that Netflix is publishing or, or doing the mobile versions of the trilogy? Yeah, the definitive edition coming to mobile <laughs> exclusively under Netflix. What world? did they make those versions good finally? I don't, I don't know. know. But know. like Rockstar playing <clears throat> excuse me, Rockstar playing ball with Netflix is what kind of unexpected. Are we in? Honestly, you know, getting getting like some some prominent indie games through Netflix onto your phone is one thing, but freaking mm-hmm. GTA? I don't know. Like, um uh, there is one more news of the weird story here. Um, the 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 will they won't they? I guess we started with. You said Brad, what year is it? Right, so we were talking about Zelda, talking about Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate. Uh, how about Beyond Good and Evil? How oh, about God. it? How about by God, that's Beyond Good and Evil's music, <laughs> King. <laughs> <laughs> so really, the only reason I want to mention this story. Uh, about Beyond Good and Evil's 20th anniversary and some remaster of Beyond Good and Evil getting an anniversary edition, whatever it is, which is leaked out. They accidentally sent some unfinished copies to Ubisoft or uh, is it Ubisoft Plus. Is that the name of their thing? Yes, Ubisoft yes. Plus. Uh, they accidentally sent some unfinished code to people on there. I have not found any stories of people being able to capture it or play it or, or do anything, so I don't know what the story is there though ubisoft did say this version is not indicative of the final game so like people played it that's just insane yeah I'm trying to well, think i'm trying to think if this has ever happened before they literally distributed an unfinished build of the game before the game was even announced and like people on their service played it i don't know how that happens that's this, wild it's not supposed to come out until uh early 2024 uh they immediately went out and were like, ah, we're announcing this, you know, after they uh, had their leak. It is a Beyond Good and Evil 20th anniversary edition. They still did not go into exactly what that means, you know, what's what's in the 20th anniversary edition. But I want to talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Hmm. Finally, someone is talking about Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> oh, I should mention. Okay, so there was an Xbox listing. Uh, they did have this part. That's no longer there. That said, um, it would have uh, 4K, 60 frames per second, improved graphics. So, so that is something. And sure. a new, uh, new autosave and cross-save. So that so, is something. So like the first actual re-release of that game, I can't... I, re-release or I updated to, I, release? Like I tried to look around and see if I thought it, I would have sworn it had gotten some kind of remaster already. I thought it a remaster. Too. It might have been backward compatible yeah, I thought like somewhere. The, the original version is on Steam. So yeah. it's not like you can't buy it, but I, I, I would have thought it had gotten touched up at some point, but maybe not. Um, that game's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never played it, but people sure do seem to like it. Yeah, I haven't played it in pictures. like 20 years, actually, now that you mention it, <laughs> but I remember it being pretty good. Hang out with your pig friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's a cool guy. Beyond Good and Evil 2, a game that is starting to acquire Half-Life Episode uh, 3 or Half-Life 3 status. Let me I just think. say it right now, that game's never coming out. Yeah. <laughs> never coming to, out? Never coming I, out. If I had to guess, I would also say it is never coming out. Never, ever <laughs> coming out. Uh, Never coming out. 
it's look, I'm just doing the Dave Lang thing here, okay? I'm saying it will uh, never happen because that, it, you know, secretly, deep down, I would love to see that thing come out. And I would love to have someone point at me and say, ha ha, you were wrong. <laughs> but that's actually my secret plan. I want to be wrong. But look, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong about this. We said about Duke Nukem Forever, and there at some point, a Duke Nukem Forever came out. Right? Okay, so if we can dupe Randy uh-huh, Pitchford uh-huh. into making a terrible business deal and putting uh-huh. out a janky-ass version of that game, uh-huh. then we can make this happen. Was, was Bold, well, Boulder's Gate 2? Was Beyond Good and Evil the one where they had the asset thing where you can contribute asset you can build assets for it and it would appear and you could get compensated that was the one. somehow that yes, was it was okay. through that hit record company that joseph okay. gordon levitt yes was part of oh man How's people that did not doing? love that thing is that still around i'd fuck if i know dude <laughs> i don't think so i haven't even seen jgl in a movie in a while so i don't know uh beyond good and evil 2 never never Michelle Asel is not even there anymore, right? He's gone. Never, no. never, never. He's he's like fairly long gone, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. He was out of there around the time they were kind of purging a bunch of execs around the Me Too <laughs> stuff. Is uh is anybody working on Beyond Good and Evil 2? Like four guys in a closet in Montreal, maybe. <laughs> like <laughs> Gordon Levitt's on it. He's uh yeah. he's, I got some new tr- hot tracks. Somewhere, someone with it has a computer screen in which a pig is being rendered in exquisite detail, but I could not tell you if there is a game there or not. Man, that's all I wanted to really talk about. I saw one of one of the memories I will can say from my time in the game when when they this whole thing's done and the Embracer Group has the, hollowed out what is left of this industry. I could say to my children and their grandkids, I once saw someone play a build a beyond good and evil too. Someone was on a, sh- yep. what was it like a flying car going through a city? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the fifth element. Like it was the fifth yeah, element. Just, it, it was the demo was just the fifth element. It was just, Hey, we're in the city. It's a bunch of flying cars. We're flying around in here. Look, it was Jack and Daxter too. And it was amazing. And, and then they showed off there. Hey, now we can fly all the way out in space tech. And I remember them talking about billboards that users could create. Or something, or track, whatever it was. Anyway, next year, Beyond Good and Evil Anniversary Edition, or if you have got the unfinished copy, maybe you're playing it now. I have no. Mm-hmm. Idea. Oh, Ubisoft! A lot always of out, a lot always of great out stuff there. going on over there. <laughs> always being Ubisoft. Damn rabbits in the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna do it for the news. Uh, next week, let's see. So next week we will not catch the game awards, but we will have the uh, the. Oh or, yeah, I don't watch those. You know what? Well, that's a, it's gonna be Thursday, so it'll be after our recording. But chances are something's gonna leak, <laughs> so we'll probably have something pre-game awards to talk about. If if there's new Xbox hardware, I bet you that leaks. It'll get out mm, there before. I... Xbox is pretty good, but they're not the best about keeping those leaks in if it's um if it's kojima he's pretty good actually think about all the people he's gonna be able to scan i mean he just got timothy chalamet pretty recently so does he just have that thing on like in the back of a truck just ready to go no timmy was in uh, japan and i guess went by the offices i'm gonna assume that was probably a keely brokered thing okay again 
there's a trade going on there. Celebrities uh-huh. for Kojima, <laughs> exclusives for Keeley. This is my bold statement. Uh-huh. It's, you, you get me Chalamet. I'll and somewhere you. in that office, there is a server uh-huh. that has the minds of all those celebrities trapped inside. I'm thinking, like, kind of... um maybe Futurama like head and jar style, except it's like screaming faces of souls and like digital shards on a shelf, you know, mm-hmm. like he would walk in and they just scream like, like the, like, uh, like the cover of, uh, uh, the Gabriel Knight game with that person's face, just screaming and stretching. Uh, and then, uh, Kijima just la- turns the light off and laughs and, you know, mm-hmm. another one. I got another one. I got another one. Are they actually getting scanned, or we? I I don't believe the bullshit. Some anymore. of them are. Are they okay? Because I I feel like maybe the fiction in my head has intersected with reality in a way that's confusing it. Are they all getting scanned every some time I them, see a picture? Some of them he posts photos of in the scanning rig. Other times he just says Timothy Chalamet came to our studio, and you just kind of have to infer <laughs> that that's probably what happened. Scan, was it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? L. Fanning was the one that they actually. Posted pictures of her in the rig or something. It was her, and it was the director of RRR was also there. And I remember there was a photo of him in the scanning rig. <sighs> to be scanned by Kojima. Yeah, uh, to be good. a certain baseline of famous in order to get in there. <laughs> I don't think we meet it. What's at the bottom? Is it Keely? <laughs> what, what is 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 it, or is that just the enabler? I think Keely's in there, but I mean, let's be real. I mean, he's definitely a, in there because he was in Death Stranding. Yeah. But I think that's more of a Renfield situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keely just eating bugs. <laughs> getting Master. <people. laughs> Master. I've brought you the twink from America. Yeah, when's the Kojima famous Doom twink is yours. <laughs> when, when is Kojima going to scan Tom Waits? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, somebody needs to. Get him in there. What am I doing here? <laughs> Why is no one trying to get Tom Waits into video games? I don't know. You should get at least get him. He's got a voice, something. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do have him do the intro for Starfield or something. God, yeah. Give me that fucking gravel voice, we're, man. We're, we're in space. Nobody can hear us anymore. <laughs> I got a big ship. All right, we're gonna go on. We're gonna leave the news there. And the no Tom more Tom Waits, Waits impressions for today. No, the voice can only handle really milliseconds mm. of it before uh, before cough it goes bad. Uh, I ran out of hot asphalt to gargle. <laughs> uh, that's the news. We've got an email address here. It is podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast at nextlander.com. And just because it's the third time, podcast at nextlander.com. Brad Shoemaker, what do we got in the old email bin? I'm going to keep it, uh, keep it short here because I think voice is a finite resource this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, got a couple here. There's one from Anders. Uh, writing about the phrase activate your dog. Okay. Uh, Anders from Stockholm says, hi dudes, another Swede with a dog here thinking the phrase activate your dog isn't too weird, but as I'm not a native English speaker, I'll defer to you on this one. Uh, in Swedish, we talk about activering. I don't know how my pronunciation is there, but which translates directly to activation. And when used about dogs basically means a way to make them think and do work, etc. So they get to be active and have a job to do. Uh, examples include tracking, agility, dog parkour. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Our favorite one until our dog tore both of his rear ACLs and so on. Ah. Uh. I, st- I have no idea what the proper English term would be. 
I saw the episode title and thought, yeah, keep your dogs activated. It's important. <laughs> I don't know if we have the English equivalent. Well, um, active, I think, is more closely like keep the way active. we would say it yeah. is like just, you know, act, like not activation, just being active. <laughs> keep, them, keep them activated, keep them engaged, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah, okay. I, I will say from from the perspective of American English, activating sounds like machinery generally. Uh-huh. Would you say that's accurate? Like. You activate a machine or electronics or something. Or somebody who has been like uh, uh, hypnotized or or encoded with some secret mission, you activate uh, by some sequence of special unknown uh, uh, means. You know. Yes. Yeah. For for me, for me, the phrase conjures up the idea of like pressing a button on the dog to power it up. <laughs> for me, it's more of like you've said the, the code word, and your dog is now an assassin. Sure. Yes. <laughs> activated your dog to mm-hmm. go uh must kill the queen style mm-hmm. i mean now we're going to need another follow-up email about dog parkour uh yeah uh, i mean that's just the stuff they make them do at the dog shows right i i know that's just going through hoops right i'm talking like i'm looking for some mirror's edge type stuff dogs on top of buildings running on walls Again, yeah i don't know about that if you said activate your dog and your dog is now an assassin doing parkour this is all this all checks out uh brad what else you got yeah all right let's do one more here jerry from the netherlands who knows if this is real or not but it's a fun thought experiment anyway mm-hmm. uh, i recently came across this tweet on on the twitter account Fesshole. <laughs> um he, uh-huh. he explains uh, how that t- account works is people can send their anonymous confessions through a google form and selected messages get uh, uh, tweeted out on the account Again, who knows or cares if this is real. This is the contents of the tweet in question. I'm a game developer who worked on two very popular games for an extremely successful and well-known game franchise. At an office party, our boss got drunk and fell asleep, so we put a dildo in his mouth and took a photo, then hid the photo in the game. Nobody, Nobody has found it yet. Oh, boy. Uh, Jerry asks, considering this account is UK-based, uh, what's the most likely game to have this picture included, and what's the most fun answer? I think I I only have one answer for both of those. Yes, it's Fable. <laughs> That's what jumped into my mind too. But it, okay, when you say Fable, you mean original Fable, and you mean there's a picture of Peter Peter Molyneux. One of the original <laughs> Fables, yes. Really, Fable Fable two and three. I don't know. But, I guess the bigger question is, are you talking about there's a picture of Peter Mar- Peter Molyneux with a dildo in his mouth? Is that what you're uh, implying? I don't know. That's, I mean, that's what this is implying. Okay. I'm sorry. What can you, who has the dildo in their mouth? Is it the boss, boss or not the head of the studio? At an office party, our boss got drunk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, that's. Sounds like a rough one that you're probably pretty glad nobody's found because. I feel like that doesn't go over well. Mm. You know, that's probably one. But stranger things have happened. Oh yeah, we just we just came off a story about Ubisoft shipping an unannounced game You're to right. subscribers. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, what was the infamous story? What was the PlayStation One game that shipped with a pirated episode of South Park on it? Oh, oh. yeah, it's like on the CD, right? Yeah. Yes. I think it was like a straight up Divix file of an, of a yeah. South Park episode that was just sitting there on the PlayStation disc. Was it? God, I forgot about wait, that. Wait, was it a 
South Park, or was it that Spirit of Christmas South Park thing that got passed I around? I can't remember. I can't remember either. It was I something it was, South Park they did not have the rights to. I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was a full on a. Okay, I thought it was golf. Yeah, Tiger Woods '99 PGA <laughs> Tour. Yeah. Truly, have no idea how that would have happened. Look, the tools for 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 uh, uh, versioning stuff that would go on the CD weren't as mature back then. Okay, just you just burned whatever that folder was, and uh, you know people had a good time back then. Just a good time, good time had by all. Uh, Fable's a good one. Um, maybe uh, I'm trying to think of a defunct company where you'd be okay. Uh, what was uh, Blizzard? Creations or the bizarre creations, bizarre Bizarre Mm -hmm. creations. So maybe something there. I mean, Uh, what if it was Rockstar? What if it was Rockstar? Certainly a possibility. I could see that for sure. Somebody would have found it by now. Yeah, you're right. Those games are data mined to the absolute hilt. Yeah, again, entirely possible that (laughs) that this is a bunch of bullshit. But it is fun to think about things getting hidden in game installs and shipped to the public. Oh yeah, conceptually, I'm I'm on board. I think. Was it Lang or, or Johnny or somebody at some point was talking about stuff that used to get packed into the Midway stuff and that had not been found? Like stuff in, wasn't there stuff in like the credits or something of one of the hockey games? Or, or, yeah, or, I think I remember them talking about stuff like that. I mean, yeah. there's even stuff that makes it into games that like is not scandalous or even intended to be there. They just didn't bother to take it out. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, God, I, I can't remember all the particulars. Like one of the big Valve games, is it TF2 or... There, there's some there's some Valve game I think where an asset from a different one of their games is in there, but if you remove that asset, even though it's not seemingly used in the game, it if you remove that file from the install, the game fails to launch. Okay, it's like a coconut or something. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's the coconut test. It's, the, your, it's the, your... like like the ins and outs of like what makes up a video game and how it runs are fascinating to me. It's our piracy check. If you don't have the coconut, you can't run this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Is that going to do it for yep. the emails? Yep. Let's call it there. That's going to do it. Again, that, that is podcast at nextlander.com. Uh, you can send us an email. We'll go through them all. Check them out. Uh, if you missed it, over on the Watchcast side of things, we have wrapped up our Ninja Time, our Ninja mm-hmm. Exploitation Adventure with Miami Connection. That is up now. Is it the Miami Connection or just Miami Connection? I think it's just Miami Connection, right? Yes, Miami Connection. Miami Connection is up now. You can go check it out. And we have moved back into the Pacific Northwest, like I mentioned before, with Twin Peaks. What happened to Coop? Nobody knows. Well, except for me. Well, that people are going to have to go to patreon.com slash nextlander. And uh, we're the only ones who know. And you can watch it or listen to it. On Monday's uh, WatchCast, that's when we're jumping back in, and we are going straight through this season, correct? Season two, yeah. We're not going to do the entire series all in a run, and but we are going to finish out season two beginning to end. Nice. How many episodes? Uh, it is 22 total. And two, aside from this one, and maybe towards the end, I think two the finale will are... also be one episode, okay. but the rest will all be two episodes. So you can check that out. Come, come join us. Uh, it, that show starts off weird. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> it's Twin Peaks, man. I look. I don't know. I'm just here. For, I'm here for the ride, man. I'm all here right. for the ride, baby. Uh, I don't like the way you're smart talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Agent you know. Cooper, Agent Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> the bad man's here. <laughs> what a what a show. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy. 
Uh, come join us for for that over at patreon.com slash nextlander. We got uh, uh, Never Been a Better podcast. I think we've got uh, over a dozen episodes stacked up over there. You can go check them out. We got the Ramble cast while playing Arama. Uh, we have a patron Q&A coming up. And you can go vote on Friday for Friday's uh, um, uh, Patron's, uh, Patron's Choice, Choice stream uh, uh, where I think Lethal Company is in the lead. And Abby Russell has uh, agreed to join us for Friday. I've double checked with her because it was in the lead to make sure she could make it. Trying to go in there with crew of four this time. Alex, you and I went in there. Mm -hmm. It was rough. It was not enough people. It was lethal, but maybe in the wrong way. Uh, And now we uh, will have to explain to Brad and Abby about checking the map out if it wins. I mean, people can still vote. There's other stuff on there. It's it's still, let's say, far in the lead. Okay. I would very much like to play that game. It's, it seemed it's cool. a hoot uh, and tough. Uh, I will say it was one of the first of those games, like the phasmophobia style ones, where it really did seem like, no, you need somebody in the truck talking to you, like yeah. coordinating. You should not be out on your own, uh, at least with a team of two. It seems cool. So you can check that out on Friday or go vote again. Patreon.com slash Nextlander, where we get your support. It keeps us going. There are a bunch of different tiers there. You can find a tier that fits your lifestyle and that is right for you. One of those tiers, the Mysterious Benefactor tier, gets their names read on this here show. And I'm going to read them for you right now. Starting with Ryan Waterman, RRE, Infelicitous Rips, Kelly F., Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad's Clean Shaved Hoodoo Voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, Jerry Lee, Deidre declares that turkey sucks, ham rules, Gary Pejke, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Llama Magic, Peter Reardon, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Mega Crane, Razgriz 2, Brian Murphy, Randy Duax, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It's Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Thanks to all our mysterious benefactors, and thanks to everyone who has gone to support us over at patreon.com slash nextlander. Can't do it without you. Uh, we got uh, our streams we just mentioned. We got our patron's choice coming up. We got our grab bag coming up. Time to grab some bags and get to it. We'll check some stuff out there. Brad, do you think you might check out that uh, Doom thing, the Doom roguelike mm. thing? Yeah, I, I played Doom Infinite is a mod for Doom that turns it into a roguelike. I, maybe not yet. It's, okay. What is out now is a demo of the mod. <laughs> right, yes. And so it's pretty unfinished and a bit rough right now, but maybe... Curious maybe about one. what that could be. It's, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a good mix. I wonder if that... Why that hasn't been done yet, right? Like, yeah, it, well, it's, it's weird because it's made for GZ Doom, which practically uh, turns Doom into like a modern shooter with mouse look and everything. So... Uh, I don't know that you can, I would love to play it on like real original doom, but I'm not sure if that's actually possible. Interesting. Um, it, it seems like what you would expect a doom roguelike to be. There's like, there's a codex with like a hundred <laughs> item slots with question marks on them. Uh, sure. Huh. Okay. And I, okay. and I unlocked like three of them. That sounds fun. Uh, in terms of 
the items you'll get on runs and stuff. The Doom runs. Yeah. Not since Taco Night here at the Caravellas. <sighs> we have about had the Doom oh, runs. Oh, God damn you. Yep, we're going to end this show. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to catch up with everything uh, we just mentioned over there, all that fun stuff. We'll have our Game of the Year stuff towards the end of December. I think it should be pretty similar to last year. I like that format. I enjoyed it. We'll have our discussions. We'll have our our arguments, let's say, or disagreements. Mm. We'll have our uh, our consensuses, consensi, uh, on our game of the year. Uh, always fun to see how everybody handles it. You can come join us towards the end of the year. We will be taking that uh, week off during uh, the normal week. If you are listening to this, you probably know already. That is the, usually the week between Christmas and New Year's, wherever that falls. Uh, so we will be off then. Just a heads up. I know if you're marking your calendar for our mm-hmm. streams, <laughs> just if you are, you know, bless your heart. It's <laughs> just a heads up, it's just an advance. I love giving people early notice, you know. All right, thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you, Alex Navarro. We will be back next week. <laughs>